MRN's Classic Races are brought to you by Hercules Tires. MRN Radio presents the NASCAR Bush Series. Today, the Carfax 250. Green flag, green flag. Sponsored by Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light. Bush, the proud sponsor of the NASCAR Bush Series. 25 years running by Geico Auto Insurance. 15 minutes could save you 15% on car insurance. Call Geico at 1-800-947-AUTO or visit us at geico.com. By Goody's Heading Powder. Who should get their face on Tony Stewart's NASCAR Bush Series car? Vote in the Goody's Country Mayor Contest by electing the mayor of Goody's Country at goodiespowder.com. By Team Tundra. Tougher with every race. Toyota. Moving forward. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the race fan's choice for their RV needs. By Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See them at FeatherlightUSA.com. By Mack Trucks Incorporated, two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them at RacingElectronics.com. And by Labor Ready, the nation's leader in temporary labor. Only about 20 minutes later than originally scheduled, the Carfax 250 about to begin here at Michigan International Speedway. 43 cars now rolling off the pit lane to begin the first of several pace laps before we get the green flag. Two drivers failed to qualify for today's race, Jerry Robertson and Dexter Bean. Time now for the starting lineup. Brought to you by Wrangler, makers of Wrangler Jeans Company, a new generation of Wrangler. Scott Wimmer will start in 43rd place today. 42nd belongs to J.J. Yaley. Johnny Sauter, 41st. 40th starter will be Jay Sauter. Clint Boyer, 39th. In 38th position, that's Michael Waltrip. Curtis Davis will start 37th. Stephen Light starts 36th. Todd Cleaver will be 35th. In 34th, Reed Sorensen. David Green's back in 33rd. 32nd is John Andretti. And 31st is Scott Riggs. Going from 30th today is Jeff Green. Paul Menard will start in 29th. 28th starter, Danny O'Quinn Jr. with Stacey Compton going from 27th. John Wood starts 26th. Ashton Lewis Jr. 25th. 24th is Augie Vitovich. 23rd, Kenny Wallace. Starting 22nd, Mike Skinner. And Robbie Gordon goes from 21st. Dale Earnhardt Jr. roars off from 20th starting spot today. 19th belongs to Jason Leffer. Bobby Labonte starts 18th. Regan Smith is 17th. Steve Wallace starts 16th. And 15th will be Cale Gale. Tony Stewart is the 14th starter. 13th belongs to Greg Biffle. Eric Almirola will start from 12th. And in 11th spot is Brian Vickers. Starting 10th is Kyle Busch. Kevin Harvick, the point leader, will go from 9th. Bernie Lamar starts in 8th. 7th starter, Casey Mears. Going from 6th today is Kurt Busch, coming off a win last week at Watkins Glen. Denny Hamlin will start in 5th. 4th is Matt Kenseth. And 3rd, Carl Edwards on the front row. Jeff Burton and Mark Martin in the Pennzoil Ford, turning your lap around this Michigan International Speedway at 183.664 miles per hour. Field has already made about two-thirds of a lap coming down to the start-finish line. Probably make a couple more before they put them under green. So why don't we take a swing around the racetrack and bring some other voices in that you'll be hearing this afternoon. Brought to you by GEICO Auto Insurance. 15 minutes could save 15% on car insurance. Call GEICO at 1-800-947-AUTO or visit us at GEICO.com. Let's go down to turn one. All right, thank you, Barney Hall. Good afternoon, everybody. From turns one and two here at Michigan International Speedway, a track that racers just love to run on. 
because it's a very versatile track. 18 degrees of banking in turns one and two, wide enough to run four wide, and there will be at least three or four different racing grooves utilized as this day goes on. In the early going, we expect to see everybody huddled up down low next to the yellow line on the apron. But as the afternoon wears along and the rubber gets into the racetrack, we'll see these drivers move up the racetrack, adapt their line to how the car wants to run. You can find a place to run that will make your car good at Michigan, and that's why it's one of the most competitive tracks on the NASCAR Bush Series. We'll cover it all today from our vantage point. High atop turn number two. Let's go to the other end of the back straightaway from Daytona Beach, Florida. Mike Bagley. Thank you, Dave Moody. Good afternoon, everyone. It's 2,242 feet of backstretch for these drivers, and then into turns three and four with plenty of room to stretch out and race four wide and still have asphalt left over to stack a fifth car in there if you need to over the course of this race this afternoon. It's 18 degrees of banking, and as Dave mentioned, you can take the car anywhere you want to. You can let it dive down to the inside of the racetrack, rim ride all the way around. It's a driver's dream here at Michigan, and I'll be in turns three and four to cover it all for you here this afternoon. Six drivers will be going to the rear for the start of today's race. Curtis Davis, John Andretti, David Green, and Regan Smith all making engine changes. Other changes made to the car forced Paul Menard and J.J. Yaley to go to the rear for the start of today's race. The field is working off turn four. They'll get the one-to-go signal this time across the start-finish line. Our broadcast of the Carfax 250 is brought to you under exclusive radio rights granted by Michigan International Speedway to MRN Radio solely for the private, non-commercial use of our listening audience. Any publication, reproduction, or other use of the description and accounts of this event without the express written consent of MRN Radio is prohibited. Been a real competitive season for the Bush cars. We've had 14 different winners go to victory lane, but a lot of good teams have been shut out this year. Clint Boyer has still looking for his first win. So would be John Andretti, Stacey Compton, David Green, Matt Kenseth, Reed Sorensen, and J.J. Yaley. Just about every one of those guys have finished at least second or, or somewhere in that range, Joe. So they're due to win, particularly J.J. Yaley and, and, and probably Clint Boyer. His biggest problem, J.J.'s, that is, has been bad luck. He's run very well and been in position to win many times, but seems to always get bit by the bad luck uh, bug, and uh, hopefully they can put that to rest here today. Also, we'll be keeping a close watch on some seven drivers making their first ever start here at Michigan International Speedway this afternoon. Again, as we told you, this is the fourth quickest track on the NASCAR circuit. It's a big step for a lot of young racers, especially some of those who've only made three or four starts. As we talked about Eric Almirola and uh, other drivers that are early in their careers in the NASCAR Bush Series for the first time coming to a huge place like this. Hey, it's a big order to jump on a two-mile racetrack and run, particularly with the cup guys out there on top of that. You kind of find your niche on the racetrack and get in a group of cars where you can learn. For the most part, a lot of these young guys you're talking about, they just want to make some laps and get some experience as they get ready to go here this afternoon for 125 laps. The field is swinging over right now towards Mike Bagley over in turn number three. Is it pretty cool out there? Yeah, it's cooled off just about 10, 15 degrees, Barney. Still overcast, but the good news is we are dry as a bone, cooling off, and we're stacked up double wide for a start here at Michigan. The field works through turns three and four, getting ready to hit this front straightaway. When they do that, the face car will make that hard left-hand turn, pull down on the pit lane, and then it's in control of the flagman here to start today's Carfax 250. Again, 125 laps, making up 250 miles, the 25th race of the 2006 season, the Carfax 250 here at Michigan International Speedway. Now for the start, here's Barney Hall. Pace car peeling off the banking in turn number four is already on pit road. Field rolls down to the start-finish line. Jeff Burton, Elliott Sadler up on row one, Matt Kenseth and Ryan Newman back in row two. Green flag goes in the air, and the Carfax 250 is underway as they roll off to turn number one. Nobody 
pulling out to make it three wide in the corner, but that likely will change before they get to turn two. They'll stay two abreast for the moment going into turn number one. Down on the bottom of the racetrack, the pole sitter, Mark Martin. He'll sneak away to an early one-car length lead. Jeff Burton is second, and now they're looking three wide for third. Kurt Busch around the outside of Matt Kenseth and Carl Edwards. That is the three wide battle for third. Mark Martin leads them off the end of the back straightaway. Here's Jeff Burton in second. Bush in third, and now they're side by side for fourth. Here's Carl Edwards to the inside of Matt Kenseth. Carl goes all the way to the top of the racetrack, making what would be a three wide move coming off turn four, and it gains him about three positions. Also, a great jump by Kurt Bush. He started back in sixth. He's already in the second spot and closing in on Mark Martin. Kurt Bush wasting no time going to the whip in this one, and he's going for the lead. Down to the bottom goes uh, Mark Martin. Kurt Bush will climb the banking, try and make a run at him on the outside. He's got a wheel up as they exit turn number two. Ford and Dodge side by side for the lead down the back straightaway on lap number two here at Michigan. Kurt Bush with the fender out in front. Mark Martin's Ford down low. Martin charges hard into the corner. He'll race him hard. Burton comes in. That three-man battle for the lead continues in four. Kurt Bush all pumped up about that win last weekend up at Watkins Glen showing early he may have the car to beat here this afternoon. They spill out back down to the start finish line. They are single file among the front two third place in contest right now. That's Mark Martin and Matt Kenseth. They race over to turn one. Martin now will try the outside lane. The low line had not paid off for him. He'll go to the high line on Matt Kenseth. Can't make it work. Challenge for the lead is on in turn number two. Jeff Burton to the low line. He goes for the number one spot. Jeff Burton, the Holiday Inn Chevrolet to the inside of the Penske Dodge for Kurt Busch. Burton with a fender out in front. Bush rallies hard back to the outside lane. It's still side-by-side for the lead in four. Kurt Bush goes high in turn number four, holds off Jeff Burton, but now another contender comes into the picture. It is Matt Kenseth driving that Ford Fusion. He goes to work now trying to take the second spot away from Jeff Burton. He does at the start-finish line. Let's see what he can do with Kurt Bush. Bush has got the lead by about a car length. Kenseth right there in second. Jeff Burton third. Everybody single file for the moment. Last time by, pretty good lick for Steve Wallace into the wall in turn number two has flattened the right side of the Carfax Dodge. Leaders, top five, single file to the back stretch. First driver out of line is Denny Hamlin. He wants the third position. He'll dive to the inside of Jeff Burton. They'll race side by side off the end of the back straightaway. Bender out in front for Hamlin. Up front, Matt Kenseth to the bottom for the lead in four. Steve Wallace brings his car down to pit row. They'll take a look at it after hitting the wall over there that Dave Booty told you about. Scramble for the lead at the start-finish line. Dead heat. If this had been the last lap, Matt Kenseth would have won it by just about a foot as he takes the lead away. Goes back into turn number one. Slides down to the inside. Takes the lead away from Kurt Busch. Now we'll slide up the banking to block any retaliatory moves by Busch. Front two broken away by about ten car lengths. Third spot belongs to Jeff Burton. The traffic stacks up from the fifth spot on back. That's where Carl Edwards looks back sees Kevin Harvick closing in, also Denny Hamlin, and Greg Biffle is in the mix. First side-by-side battles where you got Tony Stewart further back, diving to the inside of Casey Mears. That Chevrolet Dodge battle continues in turn four. Fighting there for the ninth position as they pour off turn number four, right behind them, Kyle Busch. He's on the move, also trying to work his way around Brian Vickers and Eric Almarola. Matt Kenseth, though, leads, and at least for a few moments, Dave Moody, they've settled down at the front of the pack. Well, wait a minute. Not so fast. Two more. The battle is on for third. Mark Martin jumps to the bottom of the racetrack. He'll go under Jeff Burton. Carl Edwards will follow to the inside. They're side by side now for third. Mark Martin leaves the inside lane open, and Carl Edwards fills it to the back straightaway. It's Edwards and Burton wheel to wheel. Chevy and Ford side by side. Then here comes Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, and Greg Biffle. That five-man fight continues for the fourth position. Got her wondering when Kevin Harvick would make his move. He's been strong all season long in the Bush circuit that we talked about. 
out. He pulled out, took a look a moment ago, and again he drops down to the inside of the racetrack here at the start-finish line, trying to unscramble himself, from the, and it will gain two positions as he heads off to turn number one. He's worked his way up to fifth, but Matt Kenseth still the leader. Kevin Harvick on the charge, now looking to the inside of Jeff Burton. That will be the battle for the number four position. Harvick's Coast Guard Chevrolet hugging the bottom of the racetrack. Jeff Burton and Carl Edwards freewheeling on the outside. They will stack it up in the outside lane. Kevin Harvick trying to squeeze in line. Can't do it because Carl Edwards is there on the outside. Instead, Harvick will dive it in deep, coming into the corner. Edwards in the middle, and Denny Hamlin letting it ride on the outside in turn four. Hamlin has used that outside lane already this afternoon. It worked for him before, and apparently it's going to work again. Wide up off turn number four. Now diving down to the inside, making it three wide. Working on Harvick and Carl Edwards as they head to one. Denny Hamlin on the charge, moves underneath Kevin Harvick, underneath Carl Edwards. He'll take the number five position. Challenge on for the lead. Kurt Busch back to the bottom. He'll go after Matt Kenseth in turn two. As they race side by side down the back straightaway, Mark Martin now in third, closes in, and he waits to see which lane is going to open up. For now, none will. It's still wheel to wheel for the lead. Three wide for fourth as they shovel it up among the top seven, eight cars. That's what makes this racetrack so popular with the drivers and the fans is it's easy to run two wide through the corner and just about equally as easy to run three wide. Kurt Busch has grabbed the lead back here at the start-finish line. They swing back into turn number one. Kenseth falls back to second. Mark Martin hangs on to third. Pretty good scramble still going on from fourth place on back over in turn two. Fourth belongs to Carl Edwards. Fifth to Denny Hamlin. Kevin Harvick is sixth. Jeff Burton seventh. They're all fanning out, finding a different line. Here's Harvick to the inside. He'll make the challenge on Denny Hamlin. That is the battle for the number five position. Denny Hamlin has the outside. Kevin Harvick has the inside lane. Harvick, the lone car downstairs. Side by side, they'll stack it up into turn number three. Jeff Burton looked to go up the middle. He will. They're three wide in turn four. This going on for the fifth position while the front four cars are now stretched out in single file. Although packed very tightly together across the line, Matt Kenseth will not let Kurt Busch get away. Mark Martin rides along in third, a ways back to Carl Edwards. Then that great battle for fifth, sixth, and seventh. Denny Hamlin has the number five position. Sixth is Kevin Harvick. Seventh to Jeff Burton. In the number eight position is Greg Biffle. And again, every man has his own line as they work off turn two to the back straightaway. And tiptoeing into that battle is Casey Mears and Tony Stewart. Soon we'll have about seven cars stacked up from fifth spot on back. First driver out of line in this battle is Kevin Harvick. He'll go to the inside of Denny Hamlin. Greg Biffle goes to the bottom on Jeff Burton. They will complete 10 laps when they cross the start-finish line this time around. Citywide to countryside. Whatever you drive, wherever you go, Hercules Tires has the value, selection, and industry-leading warranty to get you there, no matter where the road takes you. Go to HerculesTire.com. There, you can find the nearest authorized Hercules retail location to you. Plus, you can use the tire tracker to find out which Hercules tire fits your vehicle the best. That's HerculesTire.com. Hercules Tires. Ride on our strength. We're back at the Michigan International Speedway. As we said, Joe, it didn't take long to get that first yellow. Yeah, it certainly came out. Uh, coming up off turn number four, when Greg Biffle and Casey Mears got together, Mears able to continue, although now he's coming down the pit lane. Greg Biffle's car has been taken into the garage. We'll hear from him in a moment. First, let's check on some of the pit stops down there with uh, Steve Post. Casey Mears, damage on the front end of the Texaco Haviland Dodge. He hit the car of Biffle with his left front 
The hood pin was out, a little damage on the lip right where the hood and the front fender made contact. The crew working on that as well as working on a track bar adjusted, a chassis adjustment, and sending them back out on the speedway. The story on Scott Riggs, there was concern. The car was heating up temperature-wise. The engine, some debris on the grill. They've cleaned the grill, sent them back out. Bernie Lamar is in, Stacy Compton, David Green in, Regan Smith also getting pit service on this end of pit road. On up to Winston Kelly. J.J. Yaley among the eyes on this end of pit road along with Johnny Sider. They're going to do some more work to the Stephen Wallace machine. He was down pit road. A little bit ago, Paul Menard was on pit road as well. He got tires and fuel to Adam Alexander. And coming into the midsection of pit road, the AC Delco Chevrolet Clint Boyer loose on his qualifying run. Started all the way back in 39th. He brought the car up inside the top 25 on that first run. Still loose. They come down four tires, fuel, and a chassis adjustment. Jay Sauter came in, topped off the fuel tank. Stephen Light was in. Fuel only for Michael Waltrip. Tires for Reed Sorensen, Jod Wood, and Jeff Green along with Curtis Davis electing to come down the pit lane for service at lap 12. Again, Greg Biffle's car has been taken to the garage. Casey Mears just now leaving pit road. And Steve Post, I think you had a better look at what happened there than anyone else. Yeah, actually, coming up off the fourth corner, the car of Casey Mears and the car of Greg Biffle got together. The left front of Mears' car made contact with the right rear of Biffle's car. That sent Biffle's car up into the concrete wall, and that's what gave him the major damage he has on his AmeriQuest Ford. Race fans, don't forget to vote for the driver who deserves the Goodies Headache of the Race Award this week. To vote, log on to goodiespowder.com and click on the Headache of the Race logo. Register, then select your driver from the list that pops up. Voting starts at the beginning of the race and will remain open till midnight on the Monday following the race. Every week you vote, you have a chance to win a Goodies Racing t-shirt and improve your chances of winning the grand prize, a trip to the Richard Petty Driving Experience. The driver who wins the award also gets a check for $250 and $250 will be donated in the driver's name to the Victory Junction Gang Camp. The Headache of the Race Award presented by Goody's Headache Powder. Everything's faster in Goody's country. Goody's Headache Powder, the official pain reliever of NASCAR. Use as directed. We should be getting the green flag next lap around. They're just rolling off turn number two in the back straightaway right now. This is the way they're running. Kurt Busch is the leader. Did not come on to pit road. Matt Kenseth is second. Mark Martin is third. Carl Edwards is fourth. Denny Hamlin's going to restart fifth. Kevin Harvick sixth. In seventh will be Jeff Burton. Tony Stewart has worked his way up to eighth. Kyle Busch is ninth, and Brian Vickers is tenth. Robbie Gordon will restart 11th. Bobby Labonte, 12th. Dale Earnhardt Jr., 13th. Jason Leffler, 14th. And 15th will be John Wood. The rest of the top 20, Mike Skinner, 16th. Augie Bidovich will be 17th, 18th to Kenny Wallace, 19th to Todd Cleaver, and 20th to Cale Gale. Still showing 40 cars on the lead lap. Casey Mears, the last of those after being involved in the crash. He uh, got his uh, service taken care of on pit road. They've made repairs. He's back out on the racetrack. Bernie Lamar also back there near the back of the pack. He's in 41st now. Then it's uh, Steve Wallace who's a lap down. And Greg Biffle in the garage. We'll hear from him in a few moments. Pace cars hit the pit lane going back under the green flag at lap 14 of 125. Kurt Busch on the gas. Trying to pull away from Matt Kenseth. He's doing so by a car length or so, but Kenseth is not shaking Mark Martin in third. Kenseth has got trouble on the back bumper in the person of Mark Martin. He'll take that forward to the inside lane, try and make a run on Matt Kenseth. That's the battle for the number two position. Martin on the inside, Matt Kenseth up high. Meanwhile, it's a hornet's nest for the fifth position. About six, seven cars stacked up there, led by Denny Hamlin and Jeff Burton. They are wheel to wheel for that position. Here's Burton in the outside lane. He'll go by Hamlin. Also, Kyle Busch will go by and further back. 
back three wide. Tony Stewart, Kevin Harvick, and Robbie Gordon. Tony trying to make up a little ground. Scramble's going to be for second place as they roll out of turn number four and back down to the start-finish line. Kurt Busch is the leader. Matt Kenseth and Mark Martin still going at it for second place as they go back into turn number one. Kenseth will come away with it single file at least for the moment now as they separate themselves by a couple of car lengths Mark Martin though will jump right back to the bottom of the racetrack try to take the short way around make the challenge on Kenseth can't do it falls back in line as they hit the back strip. that's the battle for the second position Mark Martin Matt Kenseth now off the end of the back shoot Kenseth has second Martin would like to take it away they've got about a five car length advantage over Carl Edwards in fourth another five to Jeff Burton who rides in fifth Kyle Busch back there in the sixth position Denny Hamlin in seventh he's calmed down a little bit after taking the high line several times this afternoon. He'll fall back in line, running single file. Further back, a nice pack of traffic. Tony Stewart leads that battle. Kevin Harvick and Robbie Gordon right behind him. Everybody in close of quarters formation. Not far back, Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to join that fray. Tony Stewart goes down, puts the left side tires below the yellow line. Harvick about a groove further up as they all charge off turn number two. That's how traffic stacks up from the eighth position on back. Tony Stewart's in eighth. Kevin Harvick in ninth, Robbie Gordon in 10th, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in 11th. Now they fan out into the corner. Gordon up the racetrack. Here's Earnhardt and Harvick up the middle. Tony Stewart hugs the bottom in turn four. That's where the hard racing's been going on. Actually, been some good racing at the front of the field, too. But from about fifth place on back, seems like one or two positions will change among the top ten every lap around. It's 17 laps complete. Quick look at the top ten. Kurt Busch leads. Matt Kenson second. Mark Martin third. Carl Edwards fourth. Jeff Burton fifth. Kyle Busch sixth. Denny Hamlin seventh. Tony Stewart is 8th, Kevin Harvick is ninth, and Robbie Gordon is 10th. They're beginning to string out a little bit in the back straightaway, heading over to turn 3. First side-by-side battles for 6th, Denny Hamlin and Kyle Busch. A couple of Chevrolets side-by-side there. Then Kevin Harvick has gotten around Tony Stewart to take a position. Here's Stewart back to the bottom of the racetrack, to the inside of Harvick in 4. And there's a battle for the lead coming off turn 4. Matt Kenseth making a run at Kurt Busch. Pulls down to the inside, but Busch beats him this time, coming across the start-finish line. Only driver out of the race, Greg Biffle. Steve Post is with him. Yeah, he is back in the garage area looking over the damage on the AmeriQuest board. As uh, catch up with Greg here, Greg, we'll put you out of today's race. Uh, I think the 42 reckless, I'm not sure. i got to look back at the tape and, and see what happened. But definitely not any given and taking a lap seven of a bush race. Uh, we're both out there not racing for points, neither one of us. So um, not really sure what happened. Not really sure. Greg Biffle, as you can see, wants to take a few minutes, review what happened, and maybe determine a little bit better on what happened out there on the racetrack. We're right now very disappointed. He's leaving the garage area. The crew continues to work on the car, but I'm not sure if they're going to get it fixed. A lot of damage on the right side of the AmeriQuest Mortgage Company Ford Fusion. Caution is on the speedway. The yellow flag comes out for yet a second time. Don't see anybody yet. We do see some problems up toward turn number four. A lot of smoke up there, but didn't see anybody looping the car around. Uh, We'll find out in just a moment, but apparently somebody getting sideways off turn number four has put us under the yellow flag for the second time this afternoon. Michael Waltrip comes rolling down the pit lane. Mike Bagley, did you get a look at that? He broke loose all by himself, Joe. The car cocked sideways coming off the corner. Everybody going high and low to avoid single car incident. Michael Waltrip, the only one in trouble in turn four. And he rolls right down to his pit stall. The Chevrolet or the Dodge Charger, rather, sitting on the pit lane. They're going to put on four tires. He did come down at lap 12, Joe. Ill-handling race car, made a chassis adjustment. Fuel only when he pitted under caution at lap 12. This time they elect for four sticker tires, and the Cotman Chevrolet has pulled away. Pit road is closed. Field comes off turn number four, so it'll be another solid circuit around here before uh, likely the green flag will 
uh, not the green flag, but a green light will come on up in turn number four and allow everybody that needs to to get on to pit road. So we'll cover those pit stops in a minute. A lot of cars on pit road. Winston Kelly. Virtually everybody. Barney wholesale changes. Most guys on this in the pit road saying that their car is loose, but they don't want to tighten them up too much. They expect that to be the way that the car is going to handle better later on in the runs. Carl Edwards among the guys on pit road along with Todd Cleaver, Augie Vitovich, Bobby Labonte, Dale Earnhardt Jr. on pit road. Also the machine of uh, Denny Hamlin, Greg Biffle, who's uh, behind the walls on this end of pit road, and Danny O'Quinn Jr., all these guys getting tires and fuel. But the first off of pit road was Clint Boyer. I believe he was in front of Adam Alexander. He was, and the reason he was the quickest, Winston, he came in for four tires at lap 12, this time fuel only, and a track bar adjustment allows Clint Boyer to beat the rest of the top guys off the pit lane. Kurt Busch and Matt Kenseth were the top two cars when they pitted. It was Busch beating Kenseth, Kenseth off of pit road, both making track bar adjustments to cure a ill-handling race car. Kevin Harvick was in. He got four tires and fuel. Also making a stop was the machine of John Wood, Kyle Busch also getting service at lap 22. Down to Steve Post. Routine pit work. Some minor adjustments here and there on the cars of Bernie Lamar, Eric Almirola, Jason Leffler. All in getting pit service. Four tires and fuel. Ashton Lewis Jr., Tony Stewart, Regan Smith in for the second time. Brian Vickers was in. Mark Martin also in. The Penzoa Ford team getting their pit service completed here on lap 21. Clint Boyer was the first one off pit road, although he is not the leader because several cars elected to stay on the racetrack. Cale Gale was one of those. He is the leader. Reed Sorensen is second. Scott Riggs is third. Casey Mears is fourth. And Jeff Green is fifth. They, none of those cars pitted. Neither did Stephen Light. He is sixth. Johnny Sauter is seventh. And the way they did come off pit road, Clint Boyer comes out in eighth. Carl Edwards, ninth. Kurt Busch, tenth. Matt Kenseth, eleventh. Mark Martin, twelfth. Jeff Burton, 13th, John Andretti, 14th, and Michael Waltrip, 15th. That's the way they're going to restart here in a moment, and that's the way they came off pit road, brought to you by AAA. Book a vacation, plan a road trip, buy life insurance, or take out a car loan, all in one pit stop. Call 1-866-JOIN-AAA or visit AAA.com. Barney gave you the top 15. Let's take you further down the AutoZone leaderboard as we're waiting for the green flag to come back out and get back underway this afternoon. 16th is Regan Smith. Augie Vitovich is running in 17th. Danny O'Quinn, Jr., 18th. Denny Hamlin, 19th, and Brian Vickers, 20th. 21st is Kevin Harvick, 22nd, Kyle Busch. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in 23rd, with Tony Stewart, 24th. John Wood, 25th. Bobby Labonte is in 26th. Robbie Gordon, 27th. Paul Menard is 28th. David Green, 29th. And Curtis Davis, 30th. 31st is Jason Leffler, 32nd, Todd Cleaver. Eric Almirola, 33rd. 34th is Kenny Wallace. Jay Sauter, 35th. And Ashton Lewis Jr., 36th. Rest of the field now under the green flag as it comes out once again are Mike Skinner, Stacy Compton, Scott Wimmer, J.J. Yaley, Bernie Lamar, and Steve Wallace. They're in turn one. Cale Gale holds the lead, but he's got a rear-view mirror full of challenge. It's Reed Sorensen looking down to the bottom of the racetrack. Gale slips up the track as they go four wide back around seventh place. Side-by-side for the lead on the back straightaway. Race that way down the back chute. They're side-by-side for third as well. That's where Scott Riggs and Casey Mears stack them up double wide. But meanwhile, up front, Reed Sorensen goes to the lead. Cale Gale to second, and it's Mears and Riggs wheel-to-wheel for third. Cale Gale gets Getting a lot of experience up in the front of that pack right th- just a moment ago. So led that lap, but now he's dropping back through the field. He's all the way back to third, and he's going to lose a little bit more as they cross the line and go back into turn number one. Reed Sorensen the leader. Casey Mears scoots up into second. Cale Gale is third. And a car's in trouble in turn four. One car's around it. Stacy Compton, Joe, up and into the outside retaining wall. He was off the pace and on the apron coming to the pit lane. Obvious problems for Stacy Compton. Find him with a lot of damage and coasting the wrong way down the banking in turn four. 
Yellow flag out for the third time this afternoon. Comes out at lap 24. Let's go back over to turn three. I'll speculate it was a tire problem, Barney, because Stacy was off the pace and on the apron, headed to the pit lane. All of a sudden, the car just broke loose and shot up the racetrack, and there is damage on the back of his machine. He is coming to pit road with a lot of damage and a lot of work for that crew to do. A lot of smoke pouring off the right side of the car as Stacy Compton comes rolling down the pit lane. Of course, he's with that uh, Tad Geschechter team that uh, teamed up with the Wood Brothers this year. I was talking to Stacy the other day. He said things have worked out well. They've seen a lot of improvements. What's not improved for Stacy is his luck. luck. He's just had a lot of rotten luck this season. It continues today as he takes his car into the Bush Series garage under this, the third caution of the afternoon. That'll give us two cars out of the event. Greg Biffle, the other machine, went out a little bit earlier when his car got torn up a little bit in a collision with Casey Mears. So Greg is out. Stacy Compton has gone back to the garage. We'll wait and see whether he's going to be able to get back into the event or not. Now you can follow every move of your favorite driver during each race each week with Track Pass from NASCAR.com. Sign up today and you can earn valuable NASCAR race points as well. For more information, just go to NASCAR.com and click on track pass. They're running under caution for the third time this afternoon. The first one came out on lap number 10 when uh, Casey Mears and Greg Biffle got together. Second one came out on lap 19 when Michael Waltrip spun his car. And the third caution at lap 24 when Stacy Compton apparently cut down a tire up in turns three and four. That is the reason for the third yellow flag. Reed Sorensen had just grabbed the lead before that yellow came out. Casey Mears had scooted up into the number two spot, Cale Gale. The uh, young driver that we talked about doesn't have all that much experience, but he got a little bit there for a couple of laps at uh, what it's like to run at the front of the field. He has scooted, dropped back into third place, then Kurt Busch fourth, Jeff Green fifth, rest of the top ten, Scott Riggs, Clint Boyer, Carl Edwards, Matt Kenseth, and Mark Martin. Kevin Hart was talking the other day here at Michigan about running Bush Series races and Nextel Cup races, and we talked about how many of the Nextel Cup guys are coming over running on the Saturday events like this. And He said, you know, there's not as much that translates from one series to the other as far as the car. But there is one part that does translate quite well. You know, the, the aerodynamic package is, is different in the Bush car, and uh, we run the same general package, but it usually winds up being, you know, from one end of the spectrum to the other. So you, you take a lot from, you know, just from the driver's seat, and that's, that's the most important thing. Just getting experience, getting laps under your belt, that's what really matters. And, and as far as the complaints from the Bush Series regulars of the next Hill Cup guys coming over and taking their money, he had his thoughts on that too. They need to just quit griping and start learning how to win. That's what uh, all of us had to do. Um, you know, Mark Martin, this is not something that's new. It's just something that's that's more widespread through the media. And you have, uh, you know, I think there's, there's a couple of them that gripe about it more than others that, that have been here for a while that are kind of on the, seems like they're on the coast and collect program, so they just need to figure out how to win races and, and um, run better. That'd be, that'd be what I would do. Um, you know, when I came in, Mark Martin was pretty much kicking everybody's butt, Jeff Burton. You know, they were winning races and, and wasn't really that big a deal, and now it's, now it's a big deal, um, you know, it seems like, and, and um, I just think it'd be... I'm, I've always been of the type, if you're getting beat, you need to figure out why, and, and that's, um, that's, that's what I would do if, if I was them, and instead of worrying about how we can try to be more competitive with, with uh, getting rid of people, that's, that's really not the answer to things. And it's true, people do forget the fact that back when he first came into the series, running in the Bush series, he was up against powerhouses like Mark Martin and Jeff Burton. It's just a different set of people now. Yes, and nothing's changed in that department, at least in the last five years. There's always been cup guys that come over here on this side, and when they did come over to run in the Bush Circuit, obviously they're experienced. They're, sometimes they brought their, their cup crews with them to pit the car up there. So they did have a little bit of an advantage. But 
Uh, that's always been the case in this business, and I guess it always will be unless yep. they come up with some drastic changes, which is not likely to happen. We're about ready to go back under the green flag here at Michigan International Speedway. 26 laps complete of 125 that make up the Carfax 250. And again, it is Reed Sorensen at the head of the pack. He sees the green flag and gets on the gas and gets away from Casey Mears. Cale Gale is third, Kurt Busch fourth, and Scott Riggs is up to fifth. Kurt Busch is on the move early, immediately draws a bead to the inside of the Cale Gale machine. He will take over the number three position. Now here comes Scott Riggs looking to follow his lead. He goes to the inside. He'll run side by side with Cale Gale for fourth. That is the battle for the fourth position, and Gale gets a better runoff turn two, and he'll hang on to the spot, but Riggs still hard. Hard charging down low, side by side there. Up front, here's Casey Mears to the bottom of the racetrack. He wants the lead in turn four. Casey trying to get underneath Reed Sorensen as they roll out of turn number four. He got a fender alongside. That's all he could do, and we hit the straightaway. Sorensen will pull away from him by a full car length, but they both better look back in that rearview mirror. Kurt Busch is flying as they sweep off into turn number one. Here comes Kurt Busch on the move. He's closed up to within a car length, and he's not going to lift out of the hammer now. He goes to the bottom of the racetrack. Try to challenge Casey Mears for the number two position. They are side by side as they race off two. Now here's Mears. He'll swing it to the top side of the racetrack and will bypass Reed Sorensen. Mears takes the lead and here's Bush trying to follow Mears through in the outside. Mears to the top spot. Side by side for second. Kurt Bush to the outside of Reed Sorensen. Meanwhile, Stacy Compton is in the garage. Steve Post is with him. Yeah, back here in the garage area. Stacy, what puts you out of today's race? Ah, uh, left rear went flat and uh, we knew it. We were trying to get to pit road and uh, didn't make it. You know, we were coming... We were trying to get on pit road and uh, just didn't make it. I hate it for the guys at this Kingsford Ford. We uh, a little bit too free early on, but we made some adjustments and got the car better. And uh, just not been our day. But uh, we'll get it back together and get back out. Not been Stacy Compton's day. A frustrating day, a frustrating season for the driver of the Kingsford Ford back here in the garage area. A lot of damage, mainly the right rear of the car is just absolutely caved in. So the crew going to work on it, but Stacy Compton back in the garage. Well, as Joe Moore said, his luck has just been awful all year long. Stacy Compton has. He's out of the event now. Been watching a good battle for the lead for the moment. Casey Mears has it. Kurt Busch has pulled up on him, got alongside, and got a fender in there a couple of times, but that's about all he can do as each time Casey shuts him down. They swing back over to turn two. They've checked out on Reed Sorensen, so it's a two-man dance for the number one position. Again, here's Kurt Busch dialing the low line. Puts a wheel to the inside. He'll challenge Casey Mears for the lead. Kurt Busch had a full head of steam coming off turn two, but Mears was stronger off the corner. Mears will hang on to the spot. Busch will follow him back to the corner. Here's Busch going to climb the banking, going to try his luck on the outside as Mears splits the difference to the racetrack in turn four. Further back in the pack, a great battle going on for the 15th position. Denny Hamlin is in that. Tony Stewart in the mix there. Also Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Robbie Gordon. They've been two wide, sometimes three wide. Just about every time they go by, almost four wide this time as Robbie dives all the way to the apron of the track, trying to find a way to get through this heavy pack of traffic. Robbie Gordon trying to slash his way forward. He moves to the low line on Tony Stewart. He'll bypass Stewart. Now he goes after his car owner for the day, Dale Earnhardt Jr. as they exit turn two. That is the battle for the 14th position and the battle for the lead is on. Here's Kurt Busch to the bottom of the racetrack. His Penske Dodge wound tight. The Texaco Haviland Dodge wound up in the outside lane. Busch to the lead in four. Both those cars were very equal, but Kurt Busch just determined that he was going to take the lead away and really applied the pressure to Casey Mears, and it pays off in the fact that he has now grabbed the lead. They swing back into turn number one. Reed Sorensen's fallen back to third. Cale Gale is fourth, and Mark Martin is fifth. A little further back, that racing, hard racing we was talking about still going on. 
It is indeed down to the bottom of the racetrack comes Kevin Harvick. He'll make the low line charge. He's got Dale Earnhardt Jr. in the rear view mirror as both of them go to the inside of the Jeff Green machine. Kevin Harvick goes to 10th. Dale Earnhardt Jr. goes to 11th. Green is in 12th and they're side by side make it three wide for 13th. Robbie Gordon to the bottom. Tony Stewart in the middle. Clint Boyer topside and the Navy Chevrolet of Robbie Gordon will win that battle big time off the end of the back shoot. Some great racing going on back in the pack. Up front though, Kurt Busch is the race leader at lap 33. Back at Michigan International Speedway under the caution flag after Kale Gale and Jeff Burton got together over in turn number two. They've both uh, turned those cars around and got them heading back around the racetrack. Also, John Wood with some problems. Apparently, he slapped the wall somewhere and has brought his car down the pit lane. The cleanup is underway out in turns three and four and also over in turn two. MRN Radio brings you complete coverage of the NASCAR Bush Series almost every week, but we can't do it without the help of our great affiliate radio stations. Why not take time right now and call or write the radio station you're listening to and thank them for airing MRN Radio broadcast because listener response is the only way a radio station can determine what programs to broadcast. To let you know what station you're listening to, we'll pause 10 seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. Here at Michigan, we are 36 laps into the Carfax 250 and the caution flag coming out. Cleanup now underway there on the back straightaway as a result of Kale Gale and Jeff Burton getting together. The NASCAR Nextel Cup Series is in Michigan this weekend, and speed is your number one source for all late-breaking news, analysis, and insight. Watch the ultimate pre-race show, NASCAR Race Day, Sunday at noon Eastern time, live from the track and only on speed. Michael Walters made about four pit stops here in the last uh, 20 or 25 laps. Let's go down there. Ill-handling race car, Barney. Can't quite get it figured out. They went up under the hood, and Jerry Baxter, the crew chief, telling the, all the crew members that were looking there to make sure all the shocks were hooked up properly. And obviously they think something is wrong on the inside of that race car that's causing it to mishandle. Michael pulls away the front hand, front end of that race car, lifted at least three or four inches up off the pavement. Doesn't look like it's in the best of shape. And they will continue to make trips down the pit lane to try and get this thing solved. Now we look up toward turn four. Quite a few cars peeling off and coming on to pit road. Let's go now to Steve Post. J.C. Mears brings the Texaco Haviland Dodge in. Brad Parrott, the crew chief on that car. Also, Scott Riggs is in. Those are a pair of the cars that did not pit on lap 21, but did pit on lap number 12. Also, Jason Leffler is in. Regan Smith is in. John Andretti, David Green. Busy place down here the turn four into pit road. On up to Winston Kelly. Paul Menard coming to the attention of his crew. Also coming down pit road, Johnny Sauter, Augie Vitovich. Earlier on, the Jeff Burton car. Now he's going to have to get on the brakes to make way for Danny O'Quinn. He's making his second stop. He was involved in that uh, spin. They're going to go up underneath the hood. They're going to check the toe in on a machine. A little bit of damage to the right side of the car. He's got some grass under the uh, front valence, the front bumper of the machine, but they're going to get that cleared out, check the towing on the machine. He's had been a little bit loose during that first run. They tried to tighten it up and said the car was getting better. So the guy that started on the outside of the front row with some problems early on, but one of the crew members has given the crew chief, Pat Smith, the thumbs up, said the car looks like it's going to be okay. Adam Alexander? Well, all the leaders in this area of the pit lane elect to stay on the racetrack. Guys who came down for service, Jay Sauter, four tires and fuel on his machine. Also coming in, Mike Skinner. 
The Stephen Light car came in. He last pitted at lap 12, so they felt like they needed to get somewhat back on sequence with the leaders. They came down pit road. And Reed Sorensen, who had enjoyed some time out front and not pitted since lap 12, he also comes down the pit lane. And John Wood continues to sit idle on the pit road. The Clorox Ford continuing to repair damage from that incident they suffered when he suffered when he smacked turn four just a moment ago. And, Joe, he's another driver that's had really a tough year, more than his share of bad luck. John Wood certainly has not been his year, not his day here today. And you know he's got good equipment from the Wood Brothers, and again, uh, he's part of that same conglomerate we were talking about that Stacy Compton's involved in, and here both these cars having problems early in the running of today's race. Uh, saw, uh, or at least heard in the garage here over the weekend, uh, they're talking about possibly moving John into the next Hell Cup Series, at least on a part-time basis going into the 2007 season. Ken Schrader, of course, drives for the Wood Brothers, and they're saying that they may share that seat going into the 2007 season. And, of course, a lot of stuff going on in the next Hill Cup Series we'll be talking about tomorrow with Jeremy Mayfield making his move and uh, Elliot Sadler, of course, moving over to... Uh, um to uh, Ray Evernham's team, leaving uh, Robert Yates Racing. So there is a lot going on in the world of NASCAR racing. And, again, we'll talk more about that tomorrow in our coverage of the next Hill Cup Series running of the GFS Marketplace 400. Let's go down to Steve Post. Well, one of the drivers we talked to in the pre-race started in the eighth spot, one of the Ray Bestest Rookie of the Year drivers, Bernie Lamar. Not been a good day here at Michigan. Early in the race, within the first ten laps, he bounced his Chevrolet off the concrete wall, did damage to the right side. So they had handling problems with it, and a bad day has gone worse now as oil has poured out from under the car, a hole in the oil pan. So the crew now going up under the car, seeing what they can do to repair, replace, or fix. But oil all over the garage area back here. Bernie sits aboard the car. The window net's still up on the Kevin Harvick-owned Chevrolet. So Bernie Lamar had a good start in the eighth spot, but not going to have such a good finish here today. Yeah, he had a good qualifying run. And as we said uh, in the open, if he could have turned that at least into a top-ten finish, it would have been a pretty good day for him. They're running under caution at lap 38, the fourth one of the afternoon, when Cale Gale spun off turn number two over there. Kurt Busch is the leader. Mark Martin is second. Carl Edwards is third. Matt Kenseth fourth. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. finds himself up in the top five now in fifth place. Kevin Harvick is sixth. And for the most part, those have really been the strong cars in the early going, although we're very, very early in the event here this afternoon. Back in sixth place is Harvick. Robbie Gordon is seventh. Tony Stewart is eighth. Denny Hamlin is ninth. And tenth would be Clint Boyer. Brian Vickers is 11th. Bobby Labonte is 12th. Regan Smith is 13th. Kyle Busch is 14th. And J.J. Yaley would be 15th. Todd Cleaver shows in 16th. And Kenny Wallace, 17th. Casey Mears was at the front of the field for a while. He's now back in 18th. Reed Sorensen, 19th. Danny O'Quinn, Jr. is 20th. Rest of the top 25. It will be Scott Riggs, 21st, Jeff Green, 22nd, Stephen Light, 23rd, Steve Wallace, 24th, and Jason Leffler, 25th. Johnny Sauter runs in 26th, Mike Skinner, 27th, Paul Menard is 28th, Scott Wimmer, 29th, and Eric Almirola is 30th. 31st is Ashton Lewis, Jr., 32nd, Jay Sauter, John Andretti is 33rd, David Green, 34th, Curtis Davis is in 35th, Michael Waltrip is 36th, 37th is Jeff Burton, and 38th, Augie Vitovich. Those are the cars on the lead lap. Cale Gale, one lap down, probably more after he cleans up from this spin. He is shown now in 39th. John Wood is out of the race. Also, Bernie Lamar, Stacy Compton, and Greg Biffle not on the track at this time. Those involved in crashes earlier. John Wood getting service. He should be rejoining the field. As a look at the AutoZone leaderboard at lap 39, get in the zone. AutoZone. 
Today's broadcast of the Carfax 250 is brought to you in part by GEICO Auto Insurance. 15 minutes could save you 15% on car insurance. Call GEICO at 1-800-947-AUTO or visit us at GEICO.com. By AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. By Goody's Headache Powder. Who should get their face on Tony Stewart's NASCAR Bush Series car? Vote in the Goody's Country Mayor Contest by electing the mayor of Goody's Country at goodiespowder.com. And by Sunoco Gasoline, the official fuel of NASCAR. Back at Michigan International Speedway, the NASCAR Bush Series today, running the Carfax 250. Tomorrow, the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series here in the GFS Marketplace 400. MRN Radio with live coverage tomorrow at 1.30 Eastern Time. A long caution flag underway. Again, uh, Jeff Burton, and Cale Gill got together in turn two. And then Bernie Lamar had a problem dropping oil all the way down the back straightaway and around turns three and four. So a massive cleanup continues here as we wait to get the race back underway at lap number 41. Hey, enter the Sunoco Orange County Choppers Victory Junction Gang Sweepstakes. Go to victoryjunction.org for details on a chance to win a custom Harley-Davidson built by Sunoco. Again, check them out at victoryjunction.org. We're showing uh, 39 cars on the lead lap. The last of those cars would be Kale Gale. And uh, long setback for Jeff Burton, who got caught up in that little spin over there a moment ago. And he's going to restart in 38th position as cleanup efforts continue around this racetrack. And Mike uh, was talking a little bit ago over there in turn number three. He must have put down a lot of oil over there as much stay drives they're dumping on the racetrack. Yeah, Barney, they made four passes with safety trucks each time dumping stay dry onto the racetrack. They've come by here a couple of times with two jet blowers to get rid of the excess speedy dry. Right now, two of those blowers are up in turn number four. Looks like we're about cleaned up and buttoned up over here in turns three and four. Shouldn't be too much longer before we get back under the green flag. And the field is being given the one-to-go signal now as they cross the start-finish line. Dale Earnhardt Jr. has popped up in the top five. Let's check in his pit with Winston Kelly. Let's see if we can get a quick thought from Tony Urie Sr. Been a lot of smiles down here. Tony, from 20th to 5th, what's he saying about the car? Well, the car uh, actually pretty good. Started off a little bit loose and... Uh, Made a little bit of track bar just now there that stop, and he says the car's pretty good now. Uh, it seems like the, the, the more cars we get in front of her, the better we are. That's the thoughts of Tony Urey Sr., Dale Earnhardt Jr., won here back in 1999. Quick follow-up on Jeff Burton. The crew said car's good to go. A little bit of damage on the right side of the car. They were able to beat that back out, and they think they got the toe in back where they want it. Dale Jr. Start restarting in fifth place. We'll find out just how good that car is in a moment. Kurt Busch is still the leader as they get ready to go back to green. Mark Martin's going to restart second. Carl Edwards third. Matt Kenseth fourth. And Earnhardt Jr. fifth. Mark was pretty strong, Joe, when they first dropped the green, and he took off up there and stayed at the front of the field. Then after about eight or nine laps in there, they got scrambling around a little bit. And typical Mark Martin, he didn't want any part of that running three wide in there that early in the race, probably of the first 10 or 12 laps. So he just dropped back, but he's come right back up there proving he's got a car capable of running at the front of the field all day that's classic mark martin playing possum until it really matters i'll bet he'll be a contender once we come down to the finish here in 83 more laps going back under the green lap 43 pace car is on pit road kurt bush is on the gas trying to get away from mark martin 
Make a restart with Carl Edwards behind them in third, Matt Kenseth in fourth, and again Dale Earnhardt Jr. in fifth in turn one. Pretty good restart for Kurt Busch. He gets four car lengths on Mark Martin. Martin in turn, a car length up on Carl Edwards, and from there on back, it's getting busy. Here's Matt Kenseth looking to the inside on Carl Edwards. Can't quite find the room to make the low line pass out of two. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is there. He'll make that a three-man fight for third. Everyone minding their P's and Q's and in single file formation. Here comes Tony Stewart, first man out of line to the inside of Robbie Gordon and up front. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. going for fourth to the inside of Matt Kenson. Dale Jr. driving right down to the apron of the racetrack. Had a fender up there and still does as they hit the front straightaway. That is a dead heat at the start-finish line between him and Matt Kenseth as they go back into turn number one. Let's see who's going to come away with that position. It'll be Dale Earnhardt Jr. as he powers by on the inside. Move Jr. to the number four position. Matt Kenseth now dropped it back to fifth. Then comes Kevin Harvick and side-by-side, Tony Stewart and Robbie Gordon. They are stacked up six deep from the fourth position on back. The only man out of line is Tony Stewart. Trying to put a wheel up alongside Robbie Gordon. He won't make out too well in that battle. Instead, Denny Hamlin surges to the outside. He'll race alongside with Tony Stewart in the corner. Harvick and Stewart go to the inside. To the top side is Denny Hamlin. He'll follow Robbie Gordon there. A four-way battle going on. This for the sixth position. They cross the start-finish line. Robbie Gordon gets the run on the outside lane and gets a little ahead of Kevin Harvick there. In trouble at the start-finish line. Two cars spin across the stripe, and the caution is out once again. Johnny Sauter is involved in that. Also, Scott Wimmer got a piece of it as they came spinning wildly across the start-finish line, and that brings out the fifth caution of the day. Yellow flag for the fifth time this afternoon coming out at lap 45 when Johnny Sauter went skidding across the grass and right down here at the start-finish line brought out the yellow flag. It's going to be one of those days when we're apparently going to have a ton of cautions. It comes out at lap 45. Did he he able to continue, I guess? He's still going around the racetrack down toward turn one. And Barney, I'm looking at the replay on the next television screen here. They were coming off turn four, four wide. Something had to break loose. Mike Bagley, did you get a look at that? Barely, Joe. I saw the car stacking up four wide, and as they took off towards the front straightaway, quarter panels were banged and smoke was flying and cars began spinning. It was it was close quarters racing at its best coming off turn four there. Looks like Ashton Lewis Jr. was right in the middle of that. He apparently picked up some damage as well. And again, the cars also involved Johnny Sauter and Scott Wimmer as they came here to the start. Finish line all getting together as they tried to make a four-wide maneuver coming off turn number four. A couple of those cars are limping back around through turns three and four. Yeah, Joe, uh, we've got the, the Ashton Lewis car down to the inside of the racetrack. Scott Wimmer also getting a piece of the action. Lewis's car damaged left and right sides as he tries to limp the Marines car home to pit road. Under caution for the fifth time this afternoon at lap 46. I love to take outdoor pictures, but when my allergies get really bad, my itchy, watery eyes keep me from doing what I love to do. I feel like I'm in a fog. Now, I'm Claritin Clear, which means I'm staying in control of my allergies and staying alert. Claritin gives me non-drowsy relief from my worst sneezing, runny nose, and itchy eyes for 24 hours. And only Claritin is proven to make me as alert and focused as someone without allergies, so I can think more clearly and I won't miss a thing. 24-hour non-drowsy Claritin. Live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Only brand clinically tested. This is Tony Stewart coming to you from Goodies Country, where we say no to slow. That's why the only pain reliever fast enough for us is Goodies. Because it's a powder, Goodies gets to work faster than my car heading for the checkered flag. But not every race is a day at the beach. And now you can tell us which NASCAR Bush Series driver you think has had the biggest headache this week. Go to GoodiesPowder.com and vote for the Goodies Headache of the Race. You could win a trip to the Richard Petty Driving Experience. The Headache of the Race from Goodies. Everything's faster in Goodies country. Home of the King of Speed. 
From the Michigan International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. We're still under caution at lap 47. Had a few cars down on pit road. Let's go down to Adam Alexander. Jay Sauter came down the pit lane, Barty. Four tires topped off the fuel tank, made a chassis adjustment. John Wood also brought his Ford down. He continued to work on damage that he received about 15 laps ago. Anybody come in front of you, Winston? Johnny Sauter still sitting here. It's been a long day for him. The car's been loose all day long. The handling just not up to par. You can hear you pull away in the background. He got it pinched up against the wall. A lot of damage behind the left front tire. Came down pit road. Both left side tires were down. Had a little bit of grass underneath the car that they pulled out. They're going to be able to make the repairs, return him to the racetrack. Scott Wimmer on pit road. His damage was to the right front of the car. He, too, involved in that altercation, getting up into the Ashton Lewis Jr. car, who was pinched in the middle. So uh, a lot of work being done to the right front of the Scott Wimmer car as well. Anybody in front of you, Steve Post? Winston Ashton Lewis Jr. brought the Team Marines car in. A lot of damage. He was the meat in that sandwich that we talked about that brought out that caution, and he ended up getting squashed damage all the way around his Ford. Also, his teammate at Team Renzi Racing, Regan Smith, was in just for normal routine pit work. David Green and Kale Gill, they've spent a lot of time on pit road wrestling ill-handling race cars, or both of those teams. They were in for service and adjustments trying to get those cars so they go a little bit better around this Michigan International Speedway. Field just giving an indication they're going green when they come back around. Kurt Busch is going to be the leader when they restart. Then Carl Edwards second, Mark Martin third, Earnhardt Jr. up to fourth, Matt Kenseth fifth, rest of the top ten, Robbie Gordon sixth, Kevin Harvick is seventh, eighth would be Denny Hamlin, Tony Stewart ninth, and Brian Vickers tenth. Tony hadn't made a lot of noise, but I think maybe he's about to. I think he's back there uh, sort of laying back, as we said, that Mark Martin was doing. Uh, They're kind of saving their best stuff to when it really will matter. 48 laps of lap 49 when we get the green flag once again. That'll give us 76 laps to go in the Carfax 250. A race that's already seen five caution flags and eight lead changes among six drivers. Kurt Busch leads the pack over in turn number three. Double file restart with at least one car lined up down on the inside of the racetrack. That should be uh, Scott Wimmer as uh, we get ready to go back under the green flag. uh, Carl Edwards is second, Mark Martin third, Dale Earnhardt Jr. fourth, and Matt Kenseth fifth for the restart. They're followed by Robbie Gordon, Kevin Harvick, Denny Hamlin, Tony Stewart, and Brian Vickers as the green flag waves again here at Michigan. Carl Edwards looks to the outside of Kurt Busch for a chance to make a run at him before they get to turn one, and they turn out three wide going into the corner there. Edwards has to go to the middle of the racetrack, down low the lap machine of Johnny Sauter, and he's going to bail out of that mess in a big hurry. Kurt Busch will lead. Carl Edwards is second. Mark Martin, and here comes Dale Jr. in the high lane. Dale Earnhardt Jr. around the outside. Robbie Gordon to the bottom of Mark Martin. They're three wide for third, and the outside lane begins to advance. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. He'll grab the third spot, but not for long. Robbie Gordon drives her in way deep, and he'll grab third as they continue to fan out in the corner. It is wild racing from fourth place on back as they hit the front straightaway. They will put 50 laps on the scoreboard as they come down to the line. It is still going to be Kurt Busch and Carl Edwards at the front of the field, but Robbie Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Denny Hamlin, and Matt Kenta still going at it over in turn two. At Kevin Harvick, Tony Stewart, Mark Martin, all to that list. It's a pretty good battle from fifth place on back. Denny Hamlin has fifth. Harvick's tried him on the inside. Matt Kenta's knocking on the door up high. And Mark Martin wants a piece of the pie as well. He'll dive to the inside of Kevin Harvick, and Tony Stewart follows Harvick in the outside lane. They settle it down. 
down until they get to the end of the back straightaway. That's when Tony Stewart races double wide with Mark Martin. Further up, Denny Hamlin way wide around Matt Pinson. Denny goes to the top side of the racetrack, tries to pull alongside Dale Earnhardt Jr. in a battle for fourth, but he can't get there quick enough. Jr. gets off the corner a little better. Tony Stewart again just ahead of Kevin Harvick. Let's see if Harvick breaks out of line in turn one. Harvick's got about a car length to make up before he can get on the attack against Tony Stewart. He'll remain single file, but the battle is on for fourth again. Denny Hamlin tries the low line against Dale Earnhardt Jr. Denny Hamlin had a lot of momentum coming off turn two, cut his car to the bottom, but couldn't make it stick. He'll fall in line behind Dale Earnhardt Jr. and lose a car length in the process. Battle for the lead begins to tighten up. Carl Edwards, one car length off the back bumper of Kurt Busch. I think some of those cars back there from fourth place on realized the front two was really getting away while they were battling door to door as they hit the front straightaway and rolled back into turn number one. Still Kurt Busch and Carl Edwards in the top three. Robbie Gordon a strong third. Earnhardt Jr. still fourth. Denny Hamlin fifth. And for the moment, they settled down a little bit, Dave. Yeah, indeed. Just for a moment. Well, there we go again. Right back to the lead battle we go. Carl Edwards once again dials the low lane. Tries to put a wheel inside on Kurt Busch. Dodge and Ford battle for the top spot. It's the Dodge of Kurt Busch, the Ford Fusion of Carl Edwards. Single file. They will race off the end of the back straightaway. But that changes when they get to the corner. Busch peels to the bottom of the racetrack. Both cars slide up one groove. And they've got a healthy lead over Robbie Gordon, who rides in third. Just behind them, Matt Kenseth on the move he dives to the inside of Denny Hamlin. That'll be a race for the fifth position as they come to start finish. Hamlin pinches him off. He'll hang on there. Tony Stewart and Mark Martin now closing in on that battle in turn one. They're trying to get close enough to make the challenge at the front. The challenge is on again for the lead. Kurt Busch is leaving the bottom of the track wide open. Carl Edwards keeps trying to put a foot in it. He's got a whole shot on him. They're side by side heading for three. Edwards dives to the bottom trying to break any draft and they will continue to race side by side off the end of the back straightaway. Fender out in front. Now the car to the lead. Carl Edwards. But Bush isn't done with him yet. He'll race back to the outside. That has been one whale of a battle all afternoon between these two. They roll out of turn number four. And one factor that they'll be looking at is this weather. The picture right now here looks at ceiling coming down. So there might be some weather in case this thing was called a little bit short. They want to be leading when it happens. They go back into turn one. Carl Edwards hugs the bottom of the racetrack. Kurt Busch freewheels it in that high lane. Robbie Gordon trying to reel them both in from about seven car lengths back. The battle for the lead still is on in the back straightaway. Very strong run to the outside of the racetrack by Kurt Busch. He will draw even. Now put a fender out in front. But Edwards drives it in deep again, coming into the corner. He'll go back to the top spot. Busch now falls in line behind him, but wants the inside in turn four. Carl Edwards trying to hang on to the top spot as they come off the corner, almost getting together. Kurt Busch is there, trying to squeeze down to the inside, but nonetheless, Carl will lead, coming across the stripe at lap number 55. Kurt still there, though, stalking him into turn one. For the moment, he's dropped back about a car length, just closing in now on the back bumper of the Carl Edwards machine. But the man that's looming large in both of their rearview mirrors, Robbie Gordon, the Navy Chevrolet, is on the march and closing in. And behind Robbie Gordon is Dale Earnhardt Jr., his day-glow orange Menard Chevrolet, right now positioned in fourth. Denny Hamlin round out the top five. They stay single file, everybody in hot pursuit of Carl Edwards. Carl Edwards looking awful strong at this juncture. He's about to put 56 laps on the scoreboard. Kurt Busch still staying with him as they roll off turn number four. Robbie Gordon still running third. Dale Earnhardt Jr. fourth and Denny Hamlin fifth. Matt Kenseth sixth. Mark Martin is seventh. We keep thinking Tony Stewart's going to get up there and mix it up, and he may well before this thing is over, but for the moment he's stuck back there in eighth place. The rest of the top ten, Kevin Harvick is ninth, and Casey Mears is tenth. Hey, everyone. 
We're back at the Michigan International Speedway, about two, maybe three laps away from the halfway point, but Carl Edwards very much in control for the moment. Kurt Busch is still second. Earnhardt Jr. has been mixing it up back there pretty good as he works his way out of turn number four and back into the front straightaway. And, Joe, it is beginning to darken here at the racetrack. Yeah, getting close to the halfway point, and indeed everyone concerned, and I'm sure the crew's down on pit road looking skyward, not knowing what to expect here this afternoon. Again, we had a 60% chance of rain coming in. Some showers delayed the start of the race, and now it's starting to darken up once again as Carl Edwards has stretched his lead to two and a half seconds over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Let's take a sweep through the pits now and see what they're talking about there. Brought to you by Craftsman. Craftsman tools are the official tools of NASCAR. Craftsman, available at Sears. Winston Kelly? Uh, the biggest word we're hearing on this center pit road in terms of handling is loose. We had talked about Dale Earnhardt Jr. He settled in comfortably in third after starting 20th. Denny Hamlin started in fifth position, currently running in fifth, but running up front and literally walking away from the field is Carl Edwards as he goes by. His crew chief is Pierre Coutel. He calls out the last time to the driver. See if we can get a quick comment from him. Pierre, Carl just really started pulling away from the field. Is it getting stronger on the runs, or is it the weather that's coming in, and he just decided to step it up? No, he's getting stronger on the runs. Just, uh, he is just uh, putting it together right now. What's he saying about the handling? says we're just a little bit tight going into one, but other than that, he thinks he's pretty well got it figured out. Definitely does have it figured out. He's pulled away by a couple of seconds from the rest of the field. Carl Edwards started third. He's currently on the point to the midsection. Adam Alexander. Kurt Busch started sixth, led a number of laps, but he's dropped back to third right now behind Carl and Dale Hart Jr., Matt Gimble, the crew chief. He slid back to third. What's he saying about the race car, Matt? Uh, we're just a little tight on exit right now. Get it fixed on the next stop. Is weather dictating strategy right now and staying on the track? We're just, yeah, we're just trying to uh, stay ahead of the weather here. It's been pretty spotty today, so I think we'll be okay. All right, that Matt Gimble, crew chief for Kurt Busch, who slid back to the fourth position as we were speaking there. He's got an incredible record of the NASCAR Busch Series. Six starts, all of them coming here in 2006. He's never finished outside the top ten, and he's got two wins this year, including last week at Watkins Glen. Steve Post? Well, it's been an awful long time since we've seen Dale Earnhardt Jr. In fact, in the existence of his team, Wes Ward is crew chief of the Navy Chevrolet. Robbie Gordon, the driver. Wes, good to see that car towards the front of the back. What's Robbie telling you about the race car? Uh, just a little snug, not bad. Uh, that's what's keeping us from taking the lead. Uh, the Navy Chevrolet, uh, these guys are doing an awesome job. Robbie's up on the wheel, so uh, pretty happy right now. I think we can make it to lap 75, meaning uh, we can probably go the rest of the way after that. That's Wes Ward. You know, we talked about Shane Huffman, the young driver, going to take over on this team. He is sitting two people away from Wes Ward on the pit box monitoring. He gets his chance to drive the Navy Chevrolet next Friday night in Bristol. Carl Edwards is the leader, but Dale Earnhardt Jr., Dave Moody, looks like he's cutting off a couple of car links on him every time around. He certainly has been able to break away from third place on back. He's got about a second over Robbie Gordon. Gordon's not worried about Jr. right now. He's got Mark Martin pounding away on the back bumper. Mark Martin is looking high. He's looking low. He's looking up the middle. Mark Martin is all over the racetrack trying to get by the Navy Chevy of Robbie Gordon. Here comes Martin peeling to the inside of the racetrack. Gordon lets it slide all the way up. One groove off the wall, and Denny Hamlin joins that battle as well. Just past a halfway point in the Carfax 250. Again, Carl Edwards currently leading Dale Earnhardt Jr. 
by, uh, let's see, as they come across the line, 3.7 seconds. Robbie Gordon third, Mark Martin fourth, and fifth is Denny Hamlin. Larry Gamash is with Carfax, the sponsor of today's race. Started off a little bit on the dark side with rain, but it's turned into a great race here today. Glad to have you guys involved here with, again with us at MIS. We couldn't have asked for a better day to be out here, and our hometown boy, Carl Edwards, right from Columbia, Missouri, seems to be leading the pack. So yeah, and, and the car you're sponsoring out there, Steve Wallace, doing a good job today as well. Steve Wallace is great. We're really happy to be a part of Rusty Wallace Racing, and, you know, the folks here at Michigan have just been great to us all summer long. And i gotta, I got to mention, you know, Stephen Polk's here with me in the booth, and all of our staff are here uh, enjoying the race. We've had a wonderful day today. Tell us what you guys do at Carfax. Carfax is the nation's leading provider of vehicle history information. We gather information from thousands of sources, and using that 17-digit vehicle identification number, consumers and dealers around the country check the history of their used cars. How can that help a person when they're buying a used car? Well, one of the biggest things that we've all been talking about recently is uh, avoiding these flood cars out of Hurricane Katrina. We guarantee we'll tell you about one of those flood damage titles. And if we happen to fail to tell you one, we back it up with a 110% guarantee. If we miss a title brand, we'll give you 110% of Kelly Blue Book. How do we find out about you? Just come to Carfax.com, give us that 17-digit VIN, Zippy Skippy, or go to a local participating dealer. 29,000 dealers around the country, including our great dealer guests here, use Carfax every day. Great. Sounds like a great concept, and uh, glad to have you guys again here at Michigan with us and on MRN Radio. Thank you very much. Another great day of racing here in Michigan. We're really happy to be a part of it. Larry Gavosh with Carfax, the sponsor of today's race here at Michigan, the Carfax 250. We are 68 laps into the event here this afternoon. It's a couple of cars now on pit road. And, again, the weather looks like in the back straightaway over there a moment ago that we might have some showers move in on the racetrack. But that appears to be mostly just a ground fog, and it is still creeping toward the racetrack. But uh, 68 laps are complete, and Carl Edwards still looking pretty good. Dale Earnhardt Jr., well, he's gaining a little bit, but he's still uh, pretty good ways behind. So he's really got his work cut out for him before he's going to get up there and make a challenge, if he does. Said a moment ago about lap 75, if they get that far, we may see some pit stops because they would be able to go the distance, even if this race does stay green. Most drivers you talk to really like Michigan, and Carl if particularly. If you remember, he made his first start in the Nextel Cup car here at Michigan. Was it like two years ago or three for uh, Jack Roush when Jeff Burton moved over to, to RCR and they put uh, Carl Edwards in the car? First time out, he had a top 10 finish, and every time he's been here in a Nextel Cup car, he's improved by a couple of positions, runner-up here back in June. So, you know, even though he's in a Bush car today, he loves this racetrack, and it shows as he has nearly a five-second lead over Dale Earnhardt Jr. Mark Martin rides in third, Denny Hamlin fourth, Robbie Gordon's fifth, then it's Matt Kenseth. He's in sixth, Tony Stewart seventh, Kurt Busch is eighth, ninth is J.J. Yaley, Casey Mears is tenth, as we have 55 laps to go. Back at Michigan International Speedway, down to 51 laps to go in the Carfax 250. A race that's seen nine lead changes among seven drivers and five caution flags have waved this afternoon. It's now starting to see some green flag pit stops as we're getting into the closing laps of today's race. Again, Carl Edwards, the race leader. This mid-race update brought to you by Bank of America Card Services. Apply for an official NASCAR credit card issued by Bank of America Card Services with a photo of one of more than 60 drivers. Log on to bankofamerica.com forward slash credit cards. Or when you attend a NASCAR event, 
Be sure to visit one of the Bank of America booths and receive a free gift just for applying. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in his pit. Let's go down there. And he just finished a four-tire stop, dumped in two cans of Sunoco fuel car. Had been just a little bit tight, so they make the chassis adjustment, change the tires, top it off with fuel. Dale Earnhardt Jr. ready to go the rest of the way. Dale Jr., one of the early front five or six to hit pit road. Carl Edwards stays out at lap 75. He is still the leader. Denny Hamlin has moved up into the number two position now. Mark Martin slides up to third, then Matt Kenseth fourth, and Robbie Gordon fifth. And we heard uh, Winston say he will be able to go the distance, so apparently the scuttlebutt that we heard and talking to other different drivers down there this morning, if they can get 75 laps in the book, uh, they should be okay to go that final 50. Steve Post, what's the pitting plans uh, for the drivers down in your area of pit road? Well, as we talked, we heard Wes Ward talk about it. 75 was their goal. That way they can get to the end. Their concern is, do you come in now? If the rain moves in within the next 10 or 12 laps, you're stuck in the back of the pack, so it's a gamble. Then you have guys like Brad Parrott. They last just not too long ago, Brett Parrott brought their Dodge in on lap 37, so they have a little bit further that they can go, and they'll be able to stay out on the racetrack and keep that position. And now Kurt Busch, he's in in front of Adam Alexander. Lap 76, the magical number. We're going to make a track bar and air pressure adjustment to help the handling of his Pinsky Dodge. Left side, tires going on. Second can of Sunoco fuel is in. They wipe the grill. Kurt Busch down and away. Green flag service at lap 76. I think right now, Joe, more than the threat of rain is the threat of fog on this racetrack. Over in the backstretch, that ground fog has reached all the way down to the treetops. Let's hope it stays over there. Now the leader is on pit road. Carl Edwards will bring his car down to the attention of his crew. Let's go down to Winston Kelly. Carl Edwards rolling down the pit lane at lap 77. Back to Winston. And the crew going to go to work on the right side of his machine. Pump it up. Car's been pretty good all day long. You heard Pierre Cattell tell us just a tick loose. Going to make the uh, change on an air pressure adjustment. Wheel around to the left side of the Ford Fusion. Going to put on four tires. Dump in that second can of 76. Still just a tick slow on the left side. Pulls away. We'll see how he falls in line as we go further down pit road to Steve Post. Robbie Gordon has brought the Navy Chevrolet and Wes Ward, the crew chief, making the call. Chassis adjustment. The car is just a little bit tight. Four tires, two Kansas Sunoco racing fuel. Mark Martin has the Pennzoil Ford and another chassis adjustment on that car. Second can of Sunoco racing fuel goes in for Goodyear Racing Eagles and Mark Martin completes his pit service on up to Adam Alexander. Lap 78, chassis adjustment for Matt Kenseth. Right side tires are on. He's been slightly loose on the run. Running in the top five when he came down the pit lane. Extra man over the wall. Pulls the tear off. Left side tires are on. They have to wait to top off the fuel tank. Kenseth pulls away. Just in front of him, major chassis adjustment for Kevin Harvick. The reason is very, very tight as the Coast Guard Chevrolet. Left side tires are on. Second can of fuel is in. Adjustment is made. The point leader pulls away at lap 79. Down to Winston Kelly. Denny Hamlin just completed a four-tire stop. Got the Sunoco fuel. Bobby Lamonti on pit road. The Cup Cadet Fusion. Carnival 66 driving this weekend. Bobby Lamonti, they complete that four-tire stop. Back to Steve Post. Tony Stewart has just brought the Old Spice Chevrolet in a little slow on the left side. Actually, might have been a two-tire stop just waiting for the fuel. Stewart reported that the car was a little loose early, a little bit tight later on. He is down and away. Tony Stewart, good pit service for Kevin Harvick's crew as he heads back out of the speedway. To Adam Alexander. Loose has been the call all day long for Clint Boyer. He started 39th. Four tires have gone on, but it looks like they spilled a little bit of fuel, so he had to wait to get the remainder fuel in. Now he's topped off 
and Boyer pulls away. His pit service coming at lap 80. J.J. Ailey bringing his car in would be a scheduled stop also. Apparently will change four tires, put in a tank of Sunoco fuel, and send him back onto the racetrack also. At lap number 80, the leader now is Reed Sorensen after this round of pit stops. Casey Mears is showing in the number two position. Now we're seeing some more of the front runners on pit road. Kyle Busch has brought his car in. Let's go back downstairs. And he lost a lot of track position. He pitted at lap 21, Barney. Didn't get the thing full of fuel, so he had to come back down at lap 26. Restarted at that point, 37th. But he's worked his way back into the top 15. Left side tires going on below Chevrolet. Second can of fuel is in. They wipe the grill, complete the stop. Kyle Busch down and away, lap 81 to Winston Kelly. J.J. Yaley also just completing his stop. Danny O'Quinn Jr. was on pit road, lap number 79. All these cars getting routine service now coming out of pit road. Jeff Burton started on the outside of the front row. He had that damage from an earlier accident, so a little bit off sequence. Right side tires going on. Looks like it's going to be a four-tire stop there. They're going to make a chassis adjustment, Steve Post. Brian Vickers brought the Mountain Dew Chevrolet in. Four tires, two cans of racing fuel. Vickers quietly racing in the top 10 and 15 spots. That service is complete, and he's back down and out onto the speedway. Reed Sorensen shown as the race leader. Casey Mears, similar racetrack. He's in second. Jason Leffer, third. Scott Riggs, fourth. And Jeff Green, fifth. All these guys will still have to come down and make a pit stop. They're followed by Jay Sauter in sixth, Jeff Burton seventh, Michael Waltrip eighth, Regan Smith ninth, and John Andretti tenth. Reed Sorensen is on pit road in front of Adam Alexander. Well, Reed Sorensen is uh, yet to come down the pit lane. We expect him to come down sometime fairly soon, Joe. But the reason he's been able to stay out longer than some of these other guys, he's on a similar pit sequence to a couple of guys that Steve Post talked about. He pitted at lap 12 early when the rest of the leaders stayed out. But he did not come down at lap 21 when the leaders did. He pitted at lap 37. So he's in a good situation right now. Should we get rain or the caution come out, it would play to his advantage. But having pitted at lap 37, he's less than 10 laps away from having to pit himself. But that's the reason Reed Sorensen is still on the racetrack and having an opportunity to lead this event. 83 laps are on the board. Reed Sorensen is showing as a leader. Casey Mears second. Jason Leffler up to third now. Scott Riggs fourth. Jeff Green fifth. Rest of the top ten. Jay Sauter sixth. Michael Waltrip seventh. Regan Smith eighth. John Andretti ninth. And Cale Gale back up to tenth. Some of those guys who were leading earlier this afternoon, again, further back in the pack because they have made their stops. Carl Edwards shown in 11th right now. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is 12th. Followed by Mark Martin. He runs in 13th. We're down to 40 laps to go in the Carfax 250. Here at Michigan, a few more cars making pit stops. David Green was in. His brother Jeff also making a stop here. As Reed Sorensen continues to circulate around this two-mile Michigan International Speedway. And now he will hit the pit lane at lap number 88. Reed Sorensen gives up the top spot. And will hand the lead over to Casey Mears. Let's follow Reed now as he comes in for his final stop of the day. Lap 37, the last time the discount tire dodge was on the pit lane. No major adjustments. Extra man over the wall. Going to pull a tear off off the windshield to help the vision of the driver. Right side tires are on. Now the crew swings to the left side. They've got a broom out there wiping off the grill. Second can of fuel is in. Left side tires are on. Brian Patty, 
the crew chief yelling, go, 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 as Reed Sorensen pulls away. Scheduled green flag service at lap 88. He'll be able to go the distance with no problem whatsoever. 88 laps are in the board. We have 37 laps remain to be run here this afternoon. It is Casey Mears now the leader. Scott Riggs has moved up to second. Jay Sauter is third. In fourth is Carl Edwards. Dale Earnhardt Jr. back up to fifth. Regan Smith sixth. Mark Martin seventh. Cale Gale eighth. Denny Hamlin ninth. And Reed Sorensen being shown in tenth. But he'll drop a little further back when the scoring monitor updates here in just a moment. Some of those cars that have not been on the pit road will be coming in very shortly. A couple of them in right now. And Jay Sauter now moves up into the lead, and Dale Earnhardt Jr. takes over second place. Casey Mears just made his stop at lap 88. Lap 88, Casey Mears was in directly behind him. Scott Riggs was in four tires, two Kansas and Oco Racing Fuel. Brad Parrott lobbying with NASCAR officials, claiming it was raining when a little sprinkles fell down here. Finally ran it, so he could not gamble any longer on fuel. Had to give up that position at the front of the field. Brought the car down, sent him back out on the track. They have an awful good race car here. Brad Parrott and this team built this race car from scratch, the first one they built, and they won a couple weeks ago up at Chicagoland Speedway. Now they're hoping to move back forward through the field after that pit stop. Joe, some of the best cars in the field all day long are going to have to play catch-up if this race stays green. Matt Kintz is showing back in seventh place, and some of the cars that have already pitted are directly ahead of him. Carl Edwards is ahead, so is Dale Jr. Mark Martin is ahead, so is Denny Hamlin. Tony Stewart's back there in eighth place. Kurt Busch, who has one of the quickest cars here, he is showing in ninth place. And Robbie Gordon, who's proven he's had a pretty good car afternoon, is back in tenth. So they've got a lot of catch-up to do in the next 35 laps. Jay Sauter's the race leader right now, but the great battle is among the guys who will take over the battle for the lead once he makes a stop, and he'll still have to come in. Carl Edwards and Dale Earnhardt Jr. going at it on the back straightaway. Here they come back to start-finish. Jr. ahead of Carl Edwards. Let's see now if he can pull away from him in turn one. Now Dale Earnhardt Jr. took about five laps after the pit stop to fight his way back onto the back bumper of uh, Carl Edwards, make his way by. Edwards now is following a car length back. They'll close in on the slower machines of Michael Waltrip and Steve Wallace on the backstretch. That battle was war for about three or four laps. Jr. and Carl Edwards side by side. But now it's Earnhardt coming out on top and pulling away from Carl Edwards. Four car lengths in hand, and lap traffic double wide ahead of him in turn four. I don't think we've seen Dale Jr. run a bush race in the last four or five years that he wasn't competitive no, no matter where he was racing at, Joe, and he's certainly showing it here this afternoon. If this race stays green uh, very shortly, he's going to take over the lead, and Jay Sauter likely will have to pit. Carl Edwards is staying with him, not that far behind. Mark Martin is still third or fourth as they go over to turn two. Mark Martin is not lurking in that third position. He is closing in, and he's closing quickly. Just five car lengths off the back bumper of Carl Edwards now on the back straightaway. Trying to make that a three-man fight as they come midway down the back straightaway. Again, lap traffic ahead of this battle. Got Stephen Wallace and also Michael Walter directly ahead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. about five, maybe six car lengths behind the lap traffic. There'll be 32 laps to go when they come back and start finish with Jay Sauter still leading the race. Again, he is due to come back down the pit lane, and that would hand the lead over to Dale Earnhardt Jr. Now you can follow every move of your favorite driver during each race with track pass from NASCAR.com. Sign up today and you can earn valuable NASCAR race points as well. For more information, go to NASCAR.com and click on Track Pass. 
Back at Michigan, Jay Sauter has made his stop. Actually, Dale Earnhardt Jr. went by Jay Sauter, and it was a close call over off turn two, Dave Moody. Yeah, indeed it was. He went around the Sauter machine, but there were also the lap cars of Michael Waltrip and Steve Wallace in the mix. It was four wide coming off turn number two with Dale Earnhardt Jr. taking the lead up next to the wall. Jr. has the lead for the first time today over Jay Sauter, then Mark Martin, Carl Edwards, and Denny Hamlin. Still with 30 laps to go in the Carfax 250. From Michigan International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. Jay Salter hits pit road, yet his final stop in of the day at lap 97. Dale Earnhardt Jr., the race leader, with a 1.7 second lead over Mark Martin. Carl Edwards moves up to third now that Jay Sauter's come down the pit lane. Denny Hamlin fourth, Tony Stewart fifth, sixth is Matt Kenseth, Robbie Gordon seventh, J.J. Yaley is an eighth, Jay Sauter ninth, and tenth, Kevin Harvick is taking further down the AutoZone leaderboard here at lap number 98. Again, Harvick is 11th, Jeff Burton is 12th, Reed Sorensen 13th, Casey Mears 14th, and Brian Vickers 15th. 16th is Jason Leffler with Clint Boyer 17th, Todd Cleaver 18th, Curtis Davis 19th, and Kyle Busch is in 20th. 21st is Scott Riggs, 22nd Jeff Green, Kenny Wallace 23rd, Bobby Labonte 24th, and Danny O'Quinn Jr. 25th. Michael Waltrip's 26th, Steve Wallace is 27th, Regan Smith's 28th, John Andretti is 29th, and Cale Gale is 30th. Paul Menard is 31st. Eric Almarola is in 32nd. Mike Skinner's 33rd. Augie Vidovich is in 34th. And David Green, 35th. Stephen Light is 36th. Johnny Sauter's 37th. John Wood is in 38th. Bernie Lamar shows 39th. In 40th is Ashton Lewis Jr., his car behind the wall right now. Stacey Compton's 41st. A couple of other cars, 42nd and 43rd. Uh, machine that are going to finish 42nd and 43rd are Scott Wimmer and Greg Biffle. They are in the garage area, and that's the way they run at lap 99 with 26 laps to go. 16 lead changes among 12 drivers already today, and the caution flag has waved five times over the Carfax 250. Right now about a second and a half the margin between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and Mark Martin as we wind down to about 25 laps to go. Carl Edwards led early this afternoon. Matter of fact, uh, not that long ago, he got a huge lead of nearly five full seconds once he got up there, but now he's fallen back in line behind Mark Martin. Has, uh, Whoa, trouble up in turn number four. One car around and sideways off the banking. It's Kale Gale breaking loose and sliding off the banking in turn number four. Caution will be on the speedway. Problem again up in turn number four. Let's go back over there. Looked to be all by himself, Barney. Kale Gale lost the handle on his Dodge. Spun down to the inside of the racetrack. Not a whole lot of traffic around him, so not a lot of cars having to avoid him. But a solo spin for Kale Gale, who got into problems off turn four. So the yellow flag flies once again. Give everybody a chance to regroup. Uh, just about everybody has completed their uh, stops for service here and should be able to go the rest of the way. Shouldn't see a whole lot of activity, especially among the leaders there on the pit lane. Next weekend, the NASCAR Bush Series and the NASCAR Nextel Cup Series are in action at the Bristol Motor Speedway. Of course, the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series also at Bristol. That's a Wednesday night event, and MRN Radio will be there to bring it to you live. The O'Reilly 200, again Wednesday night, 8.45 Eastern. Then the Nextel Cup Series and the NASCAR Bush Series move out to California Speedway for the Sony HD 500 and the AmeriQuest 300. Tickets are still available. If you're listening on the West Coast, you'll have time to come out and see some great racing as we get down closer and closer to the chase for the NASCAR Nextel Cup. Again, the California Speedway weekend starts on September the 1st. The Bush car is in action there on Saturday the 2nd and the Nextel Cup Series cars in the Sony HD 500 on Sunday the 3rd. From there on to Richmond International Raceway, that's the last race before the chase 
chase for the next Tell Cup begins. The Chevy Rock and Roll 400, that's a sellout. But tickets are still available for the NASCAR Bush Series on Friday night in the Emerson Radio 250. That's the weekend of September the 8th. Make your plans to come out and join us soon at one of these upcoming races, Bristol, California, or Richmond. We know they've got some good events coming up uh, in the coming weeks, but right now we're here to settle it this afternoon with 24 laps remaining to be run here at Michigan this afternoon. It is Dale Earnhardt Jr. behind the pace car as a leader at lap 101. Mark Martin lines up second back there. Carl Edwards is third. Rest of the top five, Denny Hamlin and Tony Stewart. We're just talking to, when we came on, Joe, about what a great year it had been for Kevin Harvick. Kevin has been a factor here a couple of times for the better part of the day, but for the most part, he's had to play catch-up about all afternoon. Unusual. Yeah, he's been uh, kind of hovering around the top 10 or 15 or so, and we sort of figured he would come to the front a little sooner than he did, but uh, he's not uh, really been up there as a real contender for the win. Now we're seeing some of the cars, some of the leaders, as a matter of fact, coming down pit road, lap 102. Winston, is this a surprise this close to the finish? Not really, since we've got over 20 laps to go right out about 20 laps to go. Dale Earnhardt Jr. figured that the rest of the cars would come down pit road because they couldn't beat him otherwise, so they decided they needed those fresh tires too. Carl Edwards on pit road. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to be a four-tire stop for both of them. Todd Cleaver. Here comes Bobby Labonte. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is going to try to get out in front of him. He gets very close with his uh, car the car that he owns, that would be Robbie Gordon. Robbie Gordon looks like he gets out first, then Dale Earnhardt Jr. second. Adam? Quickest off the midsection, Kevin Harvick. They had a great stop with that Coast Guard Chevrolet. He nosed out just in front of Matt Kenseth. Both drivers getting four tires and fuel. Kenny Wallace came in for service. Clint Boyer was on the pit lane. Also coming down, the machine of Kyle and Kurt Busch. Down to Steve Post. Mark Martin, the first one in and out on this end of pit road. Four tires, two cans of fuel. Brian Vickers was in as well. Tony Stewart brought his car in. Scott Riggs was in. Casey Mears was in. We've talked about Brad Parrott taking some gambles here. Two tires, so a little different pit strategy on the Texaco Avalon Dodge as Brad Parrott brought his car in for two tires and fuel. Casey Mears down and away. And it looked like a few minutes ago that um, some of the guys were going to be out of this thing. If it stayed green all the way to the finish, going to have to play catch-up. One of those we're talking about, Kevin Harvick back in sixth place at the time, and Jeff Burton a little further back along with Clint Boyer. And uh, some of the cars, Bobby Labonte finally got up to 11th just before that caution flag came out. But a lot of guys that were kind of settling, trying to say, well, I'm either going to get 5th, 6th, 7th, somewhere in that range, are now back in the chase. Yep have an opportunity to uh, make a run for it here in the final 20 laps or so. A bit of cleanup taking place here on the front straightaway. NASCAR spotters uh, seeing a bit of debris there. They're going to take a few moments and uh, sweep here at the front uh, near the uh, start-finish line on the front straightaway. So it'll be a couple laps before we get back under the green flag. J.J. Yaley now being shown as the race leader. He stayed out. Robbie Gordon had the good uh, fast pit service. He'll line up second. Dale Earnhardt Jr. third. Carl Edwards fourth and Jeff Burton fifth. Sixth on the restart will be Casey Mears with Mark Martin seventh, Denny Hamlin eighth, Tony Stewart ninth, and Kevin Harvick tenth. Let's pause ten seconds for station identification on the Motor Racing Network. MRN Radio live at Michigan International Speedway, bringing you the Carfax 250 NASCAR Bush Series race here today with uh, some 22 laps left to go. Don't forget tomorrow we're back with live coverage of the GFS Marketplace 400. Our coverage starts at 1.30 Eastern tomorrow afternoon here at MIS. Hey, we're talking about Bristol Motor Speedway next week, Barney. That is a big, long week of activities with the truck race there on Wednesday night, the Bush cars next Friday night, and the Nextel Cup cars on Saturday night. Make your plans if you're going to Bristol. 
join us here on MRN for a special edition of NASCAR Live from Bristol, Tennessee this Thursday night. Carl Edwards, Bobby Labonte, and Scott Riggs will join us on the Coca-Cola stage at Food City Family Night. If you can't make it to downtown Bristol on Thursday night, you can join us on many of these MRN stations. Again, a special edition of NASCAR Live 7 Eastern. That is this coming Thursday evening. Bristol is going to be the center of racing this coming weekend, uh, or next coming weekend, I should say, with all three divisions running up there. So it's going to be very interesting. And that's the one race that uh, these guys are talking in the garage about the chase for the championship and who's going to make the cutoff point and be able to be in the top ten and run for the next Hell championship. There are more guys worried about that race than I've heard more talk about that coming out of there with some kind of a top 20 finish without having the car torn all to pieces and uh, falling way back outside the top 40 even. It is a great concern to a lot of guys, but the action up there, always hot and heavy. Yeah, most uh, drivers uh, said a few weeks ago that the two most pivotal races in the final four or five before the chase begins, Watkins Glen, where we were last week, and Bristol coming up next week. If they can get by that point, then maybe they'll have a chance. And again, there's a number of drivers just outside the top ten trying to work their way in. And about the second half of the top ten, really nobody's completely safe and locked in as of yet. But uh, those guys in the second half of the top ten, certainly not safe. And anything can happen at Bristol. So that'll be a, a wild one here next weekend. But right now, we've got a great NASCAR Bush Series race coming down to its final 20 laps. The restart about a half lap away with J.J. Yaley being shown at the front of the field. Again, Robbie Gordon driving the Navy car for the first time this weekend here in California. He'll drive for Junior in that machine. He lines up second, Dale Earnhardt Jr. third, Carl Edwards fourth, and Jeff Burton fifth. Sixth on the restart is Casey Mears, Mark Martin seventh, Eighth is Denny Hamlin. Ninth, Tony Stewart. And tenth, Kevin Harvick. you got Matt Kenseth, who's been a player all day. He's in 11th. Kurt Busch is 12th. 13th, Brian Vickers. 14th, Reed Sorensen. And 15th, Jason Leffler. And 16th on the restart, Scott Riggs. Kyle Busch is 17th. Clint Boyer, 18th. Todd Cleaver, 19th. Jeff Green is in 20th. And we're coming down for the restart with 20 laps to go. Field getting ready to go back to green. Pace car is on pit road. There will be 20 laps to remain, as Joe told you just a moment ago. Here they come down to the line. Green flag goes back in the air. A lot of lap traffic now to the inside of the leader, but it's not going to make that much difference as they roll off into turn number one. J.J. Yaley is the leader. They head for turn two. Yaley's got a little bit of daylight between himself and his closest pursuers, at least at the moment, as he works around the outside lane. J.J. Yaley will put a lap on the starter machine as he works around the outside with Robbie Gordon trying to play here comes Robbie Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. both diving to the inside late of the racetrack, trying to put some lap traffic in the rearview mirror. Here's Gordon, Fender up alongside Eric Almarola, but he's got to get around Jay Sauter, who occupies the inside lane in turn four. There's Robbie Gordon right in the middle of the pack, trying to work his way through all that traffic and squeezes through there. Junior right behind him, following his tire tracks as they come back to start finish. All the while, J.J. Yaley has pulled away to a half-second lead in turn one. J.J. on his horse, trying to outrun the drivers on newer tires, but they have busted their way out of the lap traffic. Here comes Robbie Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in tow, that comes Kyle, Kyle Edwards right there in the number four position. Further back, there are four wide off turn number two. Kurt Busch, Mark Martin, also Jeff Burton involved in that. They take it back to three wide formation as the leaders come back to the corner. J.J. Yaley, Robbie Gordon battling for the lead. Here's Gordon to the inside in turn four. Gordon to the bottom of the racetrack trying to make a move as the laps wind down to just 18 to go as they roll out of turn number four. And that pack of traffic back there, if something doesn't give or we see a yellow flag before the checker comes out this afternoon, it will be a miracle. They go back into turn number one, three wide, and a couple of rows back there over to 
turn two. And the challenge is on for the lead. Robbie Gordon's got the bottom of the racetrack. He's got the newer tires. He's got the lead. Drives away by three car lengths. Here comes Junior now. Down to the bottom on J.J. Yaley for second. That's the battle for the runner-up position. Dale Earnhardt Jr. to the inside of J.J. Yaley. A couple of Chevrolets side-by-side there. Four car lengths in front of Carl Edwards Ford Fusion. Further back again. They're going to stack them up three wide. Here comes Denny Hamlin around the outside. Mark Martin in the middle. Jeff Burton to the bottom in turn four. That's up for about the sixth and seventh positions coming off turn four as Robbie Gordon shows the way. And again, Steve Post, the reason Robbie got up there at the front of the pack was fast pit service. What did they do? Well, they did two tires is what they did. Instead of four that the majority of the teams took, that put them out first. Among the cars that did pit service, they were able to race past J.J. Yaley and put the car at the front. We've talked about it all year long. A car in front of the field in clean air tends to run better. They like their chances up there at front, although Junior closing in on them with the four tires. Yeah, Dale Jr. just a couple of car lengths back in turn three. That's the battle for the lead. Joined by J.J. Yaley and Carl Edwards. Here's Earnhardt looking to the bottom of the corner. So will Earnhardt have any mercy on his driver for the day? Robbie Gordon. Again, Gordon driving the Navy Chevrolet. Earnhardt in his own car right behind. Separate by maybe two or three car lengths. But now behind them, the race is on for third in turn one. Side by side, Carl Edwards to the inside, drives underneath J.J. Yaley. He takes away the number three position at the front. Less than a car length between Robbie Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. They will stay in single file formation to the back straightaway. Further back, here's Tony Stewart to the inside of Kurt Busch. They've gotten through the lap traffic. Now they want to race amongst themselves. It's Busch, Stewart, Matt Kenseth is there along with Reed Sorensen, Denny Hamlin, and Kevin Harvick, they're going at it hot and heavy for about the ninth spot. Jump back up to the front of the field. Earnhardt Jr. tried the inside groove coming through three and four. Couldn't do anything there. We'll just settle right back in on Robbie Gordon as the laps wind down a little bit further back. It is furious racing. Mark Martin, Casey Mears, J.J. Yaley, Kurt Busch, that whole group go over to turn two. And all three of them up in the saddle trying to reel in the front three right now. Mark Martin glued right to the bottom. Casey Mears right behind him. J.J. Yaley and then about ten car lengths back to Kurt Busch. And Kurt Busch leads a pack of about maybe seven, maybe eight or nine cars that are all dicing it up in double-wide formation. Watching the battle for the lead. Right now it's two car lengths apart. Robbie Gordon pacing the boss now. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is in second. Mark Martin has moved to the fourth position. He got by Casey Mears and J.J. Yaley in a three-wide move on the last pass by the start-finish line. Up front, again, Robbie Gordon showing the way. And Earnhardt Jr., Dave Moody looks like he could get by him. It's just kind of wonder if, if he really wants to. Well, I think we're going to find out because Carl Edwards is closing in and Mark Martin is not much further behind. If Dale Earnhardt Jr. is just keeping his employee in tow for now, it's going to get hot and heavy and he's going to have to go to the lead in a moment. Yeah, but that rearview mirror behind Robbie Gordon is filled up. Dale Earnhardt Jr. is there. A car length off the back bumper is Dale Earnhardt Jr. from the race leader. Got Carl Edwards about maybe four or five behind Jr. And maybe another ten back to Mark Martin in fourth who's getting a whole lot of pressure from Casey Mears. Dale Earnhardt Jr. again rolls out of turn number four. He took a look down to the inside when he came off the corner. His strong suit, Dave Moody, seems to be when he goes off turn number two, he can really catch up to Robbie Gordon but doesn't appear to want to make that pass until the laps wind down a bit if he's got the car to do it. That may be exactly it, Barney. He's able to keep it about a car length high 
tire on the racetrack and then really close up on the back bumper of Robbie Gordon. He'll do it again. Takes a peek to the inside. They nearly touch coming off too. Gordon tries to block him, but Dale Earnhardt Jr. is just the doggone strong. Wheel to wheel for the lead at Michigan. Junior on the bottom. Robbie Gordon topside. They're still side by side. Now that takes a lot of something to block the boss. <laughs> Junior yeah. was making the move and Robbie was determined to hang on to the top spot. He hangs on to the top spot. Coming off turn four, but Junior is still all over him, and here comes Carl Edwards. This is going to become a three-way battle in the closing laps. If Junior wanted an employee that was going to wave him by with a few laps to go, he has hired the wrong guy. Robbie Gordon is back to the point, and now here comes Carl Edwards. He dials the low line. Pete slow on Junior. Can't get it done. Three-man fighting for the win here at Michigan. It's Robbie Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Carl Edwards, the top three, with Mark Martin looming in the shadows. Gordon now, two car lengths in hand over Junior. Carl Edwards to the top side of Junior, but not close enough to make the move. Fans on their feet watching this one come down to the final laps here very shortly. Three cars dicing for the lead as they hit the start-finish line, but the leader is Robbie Gordon, and as he has indicated, or from uh, what he's done on the racetrack, nobody's going to get around unless they maybe get a little physical with him up there and bump him out of the lower groove. They go back over to turn two. It may need to be a bare-knuckle kind of move to get Robbie Gordon out of the lead. Dale Jr. says, I'll try it again to the inside off turn number two. Jr. with a wheel down low. Gordon holds him off. For now, Robbie Gordon continues to lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. had the run, but he could not seal the deal on the back straightaway. Here they come back to the corner. Jr. again looking topside. Robbie Gordon two and a half, maybe three grooves off the bottom in turn four. And Carl Edwards closing in even more from the third position. He liked seeing uh, Dale Earnhardt Jr. go wide up in turns three and four. That opened the inside lane. Got a peek down there and closes in by several car links. Still Mark Martin in fourth. But he's about 12 car lengths behind this battle for the top two spots. Really hustling, trying to close in and make it a three-man dance. Here comes Junior again. If he's going to get the lead, it's almost certainly going to come in turn number two. He is strong there. He tries the inside again on Robbie Gordon. It's a fender up alongside. Again, racing for the top spot. Oh, they almost bang quarter panels coming off the end of the back chute. Here's Dale Earnhardt Jr., Robbie Gordon side by side. Gordon letting it ride on the outside with Junior. Got it pinned right on the white line on downstairs. Getting serious with Nine laps to go. Junior comes off turn number four. He has it by just a fender at our nose at the start-finish line. Trouble in turn number four. Kurt Busch into Denny Hamlin, and Busch is around, sliding to the inside of turn number four. Caution is on the speedway. Kurt Busch out of shape. Nobody else made any contact in there. He keeps it down on the grass, and it has brought out the yellow flag. Back over to turn three. Kurt Busch tried to open the inside lane and get by Denny Hamlin, Barney, but when they came off turn number four, his Penske yellow Dodge slid up, made contact with Denny Hamlin, and around Bush went, spinning down to the inside. Hamlin almost looped it as well, but was able to continue away. So the caution flag out for the seventh time this afternoon. We're just nine laps from the finish, and we're coming on what's going to be a great finish in the Carfax 250. At Michigan, Kurt Busch rolls down the pit lane. Again, he brought out the caution, getting together with some other traffic in turn four and spun down on the apron of the racetrack. He's in for a stop at lap 117. Six, that's the worst finish he's had all year in six Busch series starts. Unfortunately, Kurt Busch going to have that great run come to an end today. He was looking on his way to another top ten finish. Doesn't appear to be a great deal of damage on the right side of the car. They put fresh tires on the right side. Now swing it around, put tires on the left side. He will pull away. 
Not damage to the race car, but he lost a ton of track position with less than 10 laps to go. That's going to make it very difficult for Kurt Busch to pull out a top 10 here this afternoon, Joe. Well, he completes a service on his car there. NASCAR is looking at the video of the way the front three were running when the caution came out to determine who is the race leader. Apparently, they've decided it's Carl Edwards for the restart and what's going to be about a five or six lap run to the finish. From Michigan International Speedway, this is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. They are lining up for the restart here at Michigan International Speedway, and they've lined up Carl Edwards as the race leader. He had just nosed ahead of Robbie Gordon and Dale Earnhardt Jr. when the caution flag came out. So he'll line up as the race leader with Robbie Gordon second, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Mark Martin fourth, and Casey Mears fifth. They're getting the one-to-go signal. It'll be a five-lap shootout. Steve Post, you're down in Robbie Gordon's pit down there. That's an interesting uh, dynamic of what's going on there. Yeah, really interesting. Do you cheer for the guy who's driving your race car, or do you cheer for the guy that's paying your bills? Dale Earnhardt Jr. having the spirited battle with Robbie Gordon for the top spot. Jr. owns this team, and Robbie Gordon doing the driving this weekend, so they're kind of cheering for Robbie Gordon, but uh, they don't mind if Dale Earnhardt Jr., the team owner, gets up there. They don't want to be caught cheering against him either, so having a good time down here in the Navy pit. I think these guys are just happy to be running at the front of the field, actually. Winston, what about in Dale Earnhardt Jr.'s pit? Well, he's tried to go underneath uh, Robbie Gordon. He doesn't believe that's the way that he's going to be able to get around him since he's been, able, been pinched down there. So look for him to try around the high side of the machine, and Carl Edwards, he's just going to try to keep him in his rearview mirror. Adam Alexander? Carl Edwards, uh, again, the race leader as they line up for the restart. And Robbie and Dale had a good battle going on among themselves. But now they've got to deal with Carl Edwards as the race leader. Again, it's Edwards, then Robbie Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Mark Martin. Casey Mears is up to fifth. Sixth in the restart, Matt Kenseth. Reed Sorensen is seventh. J.J. Yaley is eighth. Tony Stewart, ninth. And Denny Hamlin, tenth. Then you've got Kevin Harvick, Jeff Burton, Brian Vickers, Kyle Busch, and Clint Boyer. And it's going to be a five-lap shootout to the finish. This should be interesting, Barney. It's going to be a good one, that's for sure. As far as Dale Earnhardt Jr. really worrying about Robbie Gordon as, as to pull over and let him go by, that's not the case. You, you know that, and so do I. But uh, it makes for quite a show here this afternoon. Dale Jr. probably would kick his butt if he pulled yeah. over and let him go by <laughs> and not let him in the race car. He, we'd be better off to go ahead and win this thing if he can. Here they come to the line. Green flag goes back in the air. Five laps to go. Carl Edwards gets a pretty good restart. Pulls away a couple of car lengths on Robbie Gordon. And a little bit further ahead of Dale Earnhardt Jr. They wind him up in turn one. Three slug it out now and apologize later kind of guys. One, two, three at the front of the pack. Carl Edwards, Robbie Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr. And don't count out Mark Martin. He is working the back bumper Jr. for third. Casey Mears is behind Mark Martin as the front five come to the back straightaway. Carl Edwards leads by four car lengths over Robbie Gordon. And here's Dale Earnhardt Jr. Feeling the challenge from Mark Martin. Martin peeking down to the inside of the racetrack trying to get a better up along. Here comes Carl Edwards. He's got the Ford Fusion up front when it counts the most with only four laps to go. And he's starting to stretch out his lead over Robbie Gordon. Further back, Casey Mears going to work on Dale Hart Jr. This is the race for third. Casey Mears looking low. He's made his way past Mark Martin. Now he wants Dale Jr. in the crosshairs. The machine of Todd Cleaver shutting down in turn two has gone way down low onto the apron as the leader
Raiders come storming off two to the back straight. Raiders will flash by Cleaver's limping car down the back straightaway. He is well off the pace. Doubtful he'll make it back to pit road. Battle for fourth now on. Make it third. Junior with a rearview mirror full of Casey Mears, Mark Martin, and Matt Kenseth. Yeah, Dale Jr.'s really got his hands full now. A moment ago he was up there with a shot maybe to win this thing. Now he's just going to try and hang on to third place if he can. Casey Mears applying the wedge as they hit the start finish line and go back down into turn number one. Casey takes a look down to the inside. They go to turn two. Casey Mears takes a peek down low, but Dale Jr. is too strong. Here comes Matt Kenseth into the mix. He powers his way underneath Mark Martin. Kenseth goes to fifth, and he's got a load of momentum coming after Casey Mears. Tried to go to the outside lane of Casey Mears, but Mears shut him down up top. Instead, here's Kenseth following Mears off the end of the back straightaway. Carl Edwards leads Robbie Gordon by four car lengths. It's another four back to Dale Jr. Here comes Matt Kenseth to the bottom of Jr. in turn four. Kenseth slides right to the bottom of the racetrack, gets by Casey Mears, and goes to work on Dale Earnhardt Jr., or at least tries to. Here's Mears powering back on the outside lane as the caution flag comes out for Todd Cleaver. You heard Dave Moody explain the fact he had slowed on the back straightaway. Did not make it around, and hence the caution flies once again. And Barney, once again, it's going to be a green-white checkered finish. Well, we've seen a lot of those this year, that's for sure. I thought maybe they were going to turn Todd Cleaver on that uh, road that comes off the racetrack over there into the back stretch, but apparently the car stalled and no way to get him in. So we are under the yellow flag for the eighth time this afternoon, and we're going to have a green-white checkered finish, and it should be a Barnbury. Can't tell who's going to win. The, if it had stayed green, obviously Carl Edwards had the car maybe to beat, but now it's going to bunch them all right back up. Carl has been good on restarts this afternoon. He's been able to pull away and get a nice little run. It seems like his car is a little better on the short runs than than it is on the longer runs. Let's check that on his pit and see what they think about this uh, possibility of with three laps to go. Well, let's see if we can step up here and get a quick thought from Pierre Coutel. One of his crew members steps up there. as uh, They're pitted side by side with their teammate, Todd Cleaver. Pierre, he had pulled away from him. Has he got enough to hold him off? green white checker we should be able to do it two laps uh he's pretty strong on that last one we'll see if we can do it again had a pretty good view down here in turn number one of that pass what'd you think about it yeah that was pretty nifty ask the thoughts of crew chief pierre Coutel. He thinks he's got enough to hold him off and as we said his teammate is uh todd cleaver went out of the jack roush stable and those guys were kind of needling each other about uh, todd not being able to get out of the way since they had pulled away by so much but uh, pierre cautiously optimistic we'll say that they can hold off the rest of the field not sure who I'd pick in this thing. It's going to be uh, interesting. I think that if uh, Carl gets the good start, nothing goes wrong, he'll, he'll be in pretty good shape because of what he's done on previous restarts here today. But, you know, Robbie Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., and Casey Mears have been coming to life here over the last few laps. He was uh, really pushing Jr. hard, so he could be a contender for this thing as well. It's going to be quite interesting here as we're coming down to a green-white checkered finish. Again, Todd Cleaver's car stalled on the racetrack. They are pushing him back around to the garage. That's the reason for the, the caution flag. Todd, of course, is the uh, apparent, uh, the heir apparent for uh, Mark Martin's car, the AAA Ford next year. There had been some talk in the media this year about possibly Jack Roush rethinking that and saying maybe that uh, Todd wasn't ready to make the move. But uh, Todd was talking about it the other day and said, you know, there was never any doubt that is exactly what's going on. I will be in the number six next year. So, uh, of course, he's starting his second Nextel Cup race here tomorrow in the GFS Marketplace 400. They're looking at several more races this year, and indeed he will be in the uh, 
Triple uh, A Ford next year for Jack Roush. Well, he's got still. Uh, we've still got a ton of races to go. Fourteen races yet to be run in the schedule. So he's got. Uh, he's he's developed pretty well, and by the end of the season, I think maybe he'll be. A, certainly, he'll be a whole lot better. But we'll find out. Dave Moody, if you had to pick one of the top three or four over there, who would you put your two dollars on? Well, I'll tell you, Barney. I think Joe hit it right on the head that if Carl Edwards is able to get to turn one at the drop of the green with a two or three car length lead, he may be fine. But I think we all know what Robbie Gordon can do if he gets to your back bumper. He will rattle your cage pretty good on the final two laps going for the win. I think it's all going to come down to the restart. Carl Edwards, let's put it this way, he doesn't want to haze the tires and light them up coming down for the green, or Robbie Gordon will be on him in a hurry. Mike Bagley, you believe that? Yeah, I do, Barney. I believe Carl Edwards is in excellent position to win this race, but if I had to pick a dark horse, it would be Matt Kenseth. Before that caution flag came out, he was hauling buggy through the field and was making a lot of hay, and right now he's posted in the fifth position. And uh, the dark horse vote of, of mine goes to uh, Matt Kenseth, who runs right now in fifth. Yeah, but you don't get two votes. <laughs> Carl Edwards or one of the others possibly to win, the others being Robbie Gordon, Dale Earnhardt Jr., Casey Mears, Matt Mark, uh, Mark Martin, Matt Kenseth, or Denny Hamlin, all those guys up there in the top seven positions as we get ready for a green-white checkered finish to the Carfax 250. We talked uh, earlier today about uh, the dark, heavy clouds that are around this Michigan International Speedway. They have lifted significantly. We're seeing some blue skies, and it's brighter than it's been all afternoon. We were afraid we weren't going to make it to halfway, but uh, apparently things have cleaned up, and this front has moved out. I thought the fog, uh, the ground fog over there in the back straightaway about uh, 35, 40 minutes ago was going to move in and uh, just obscure the racetrack over there. It got really close, probably within a half mile, but then it started lifting. And as you said, the sun is out right now. Been pretty decent weather and fairly comfortable weather for the fans and the drivers. Getting ready to settle it with a green-white checker finish here at the Michigan International Speedway. Carl Edwards is the leader. Robbie Gordon, second. Dale Earnhardt Jr., third. Those three have been mixing it up pretty good even before this caution flag came out. Casey Mears has shown he's got an awfully strong race car. He's found himself working his way up close enough to the front three that he might have had a shot also had the thing stayed green. Matt Kintz is still in it. So is Mark Martin. Watching the pace car lead him off turn number four, make that turn onto pit road, coming down to the line, and there will be three laps to get it done and determine who's going to be the winner. Let's see what happens. Coming down to the line, green flag, waves. Here's Carl Edwards on the gas, trying to pull that Ford Fusion away and get away from that uh, couple of Chevrolets that are lined up behind him of Robbie Gordon and Dale Hart Jr. Is he going to be able to do it in turn one, day? You can forget about that, Joe. They are all over him. Robbie Gordon looks to the inside. Dale Jr. looks to the outside. Here's Robbie Gordon pounding on Carl Edwards as he goes to the lead and they touch. Edwards spins down to the inside. Edwards all by himself, solo spinning down to the inside of the racetrack. Contact into the inside retaining wall. Battle for the lead. Dale Earnhardt Jr. brings him back to the corner. Caution flag is waving as Dale Earnhardt Jr. leads into the corner. Casey Mears was the man on the move. He was trying to drive down to the inside of the track, but Earnhardt Jr. leads. He's going to win. The white flag is out with the caution flag. We only do the green-white checkered one try, and then if the caution comes out as it did, it's all over. And looks like Junior's going to victory lane. Let's uh, cover again the story of what happened to Carl Edwards off turn two. Well, they got together, Joe. It's as simple as that. Robbie Gordon had a hole shot going to the inside, and the tail of the tape is on the right front corner of the Navy Chevrolet. He and Carl Edwards, they came together coming off turn number two. 
Gordon was trying to push up a little higher. Edwards was trying to crowd him down a little lower. Two tough customers going for the same piece of real estate. Carl Edwards comes up the loser on that one. Yeah, Carl Edwards down on the apron of the racetrack. He's not going to be happy with the way this thing finished here this afternoon, but as we said, it was going to be an exciting finish, and indeed it was. Carl did a good job of keeping that car from getting into the wall. It looped around about three or four times over in the back straightaway. So the way they're going to finish, it's going to be Earnhardt Jr. winning. Casey Mears is going to finish second. Robbie Gordon, third. Matt Kenseth, fourth. Mark Martin in fifth. In sixth position should be Denny Hamlin. This is unofficial, of course. Reed Sorensen, seventh. Kevin Harvick, eighth. J.J. Yaley, ninth. And Jeff Burton, tenth. As Carl Edwards brings his car down on the pit road, not going to be a happy camper, that's for sure. Yep. He was on his way to a victory. Would have been his fifth of the year. Instead, he's headed down to his pit area. They'll take the car back to the garage. Here comes the field off turn four under the caution flag. The checkered flag waving for the winner of the Carfax 250, Dale Earnhardt, Jr., Junior finishes. He gets the victory with, uh, again, Casey Mears finishing in second. Robbie Gordon gets third. Matt Kenseth fourth. And Mark Martin finishes in the fifth spot. What a wild ending to today's running of the Carfax 250. Let's go to Junior's pit. And Dale Earnhardt Junior's pit's kind of a, uh, not a, not the celebration that you would normally see here at this type of situation. Carl Edwards came down pit road, came to a stop right beside the Dale Earnhardt Jr. pit. One of his crew members talked to him in the window. Carl fired up the car. If he was going to plan to get out and say something to Junior's crew, he decided better of it. Fired the car back up, went around. So a very subtle uh, celebration down here in the Dale Earnhardt Jr. pit. Wow. <laughs> that's all uh, I can say. Yeah, I guess uh, that's kind of a good way to, uh, to show somebody what you think. Uh, Carl's not the kind of guy that you really would expect to retaliate like that. I think he certainly knows a lot better about uh, what this sport's about, but did want to at, at least let Junior know that he realized what happened. And uh, looking at the replay on the next television screen, it shows clearly that uh, Junior hit him first and kind of got him crossed up in front of Robbie Gordon, and then uh, Carl spun around, and uh, the rest is history. Junior is going to Gatorade Victory Lane. We'll be down there with him in a few moments. NASCAR Today continues on MRN Radio. Sponsored by Goody's Headache Powder. Because it's a powder, Goody's dissolves faster than tablets. So it gets rid of headaches fast. Goody's, it's just plain fast. Use as directed. Carl Edwards, we hope to get a word with him here very shortly. Look, he thought he had one in the sack there uh, with a lap or so to go, Joe, but not the case. There's a little contact made over there with Dale Earnhardt Jr. and then into Robbie Gordon, and uh, we'll get his thoughts here very shortly. But Dale Earnhardt Jr. is the man who is down in victory lane. Carl uh, always has a big smile on his face no matter what happens. That's why he has so many fans in this sport uh, after what he's accomplished in the Nextel Cup Series and here in the Bush Series as well. Steve Post is with him. Carl, what happened on the last lap there? Uh, I just got uh, I just got turned around. I mean, that's the way it goes. Who won the race? I think Dylan Hart Jr. did win the race. That's not right, actually. I guess um, NASCAR told us they were gonna they weren't gonna stand for that stuff, but um, I don't know. I don't know what to say. That's pretty disappointing. Pretty disappointing. Pretty much describes it for Carl Edwards. Well, we've seen that before, and we'll see it again. Uh, there's no question. That's all what NASCAR racing is all about. There's going to be some contact, and the the guy that gets uh, loses positions or gets spun out is going to be the one that's unhappy and the other two is going to say well that's just racing and and it is yep. it really is yeah that's that's what makes this sport so great is sometimes it gets physical let's go to weston kelly talk to robbie gordon who came home third right in the middle of that first uh they're showing you on the board third so we'll have to see how it shakes out robbie how'd you see that last lap unfold well we had a run at carl um 
You know, I was I was pretty much at his door when Junior uh, pulled up behind him, and I guess just, just took the air off him. But um, man, that was fun. That was a, that was a wild finish, and I'm just happy we could do a good job today for the Navy guys. How about the uh, the running that you had with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Talk talk about that. Well, we had we had a good run. You know, um, the two of us we kind of raced side by side there for uh, I don't know about 15 laps. You know, he'd go inside, I'd go outside, and uh, just uh, Carl put a number on us. He he drafted both of us and got down the inside. We didn't need that caution at that time because I was going to try to rail him back on the outside down there in turn one. But um, on the restart, you know, I, I did get next to him, and I thought we were going to have an opportunity at it. That's the thoughts from Robbie Gordon, who came home in third. NASCAR officials have called the driver and car owner or crew chief for the three cars involved to the NASCAR trailer to talk to them about this incident. And, of course, that is Dale Hart Jr., Robbie Gordon, and Carl Edwards. So more to come on this story. Let's go down to Gatorade Victory Lane. 22nd career win for Dale Hart Jr., but it comes with some controversy. Carl Edwards said it's not right. He said you got into him pretty good. Take us through your side of the story, Dale. Yeah, well, we got a uh, we got a good run on him off of two, and I don't know if he about hit the wall or what, but uh, he, you know, I, I, I wasn't into him until he backed off. He backed off. He car was all sideways and everything. He can say what he wants, but uh, you know, he got run over because he got off the gas. But you know, he had a good car. He should have kept going. You had to be pretty good to be in that position. It looked like that last green flag run. This thing really came to you. Well, I thought we was gonna run third. Uh, Carl had the best car, and I thought he'd take off, but. Uh, I think 88 got under him or whatever, got him loose. I had a good run going, and uh, Carl just never got off the corner, you know. So at the end of the race, we had a lot of people bearing down on us. I'm sure he's upset, but, uh, you know, that's the way it goes sometimes. By far and away, the best that Navy Chevrolet has performed all year. You were racing with Robbie quite a bit in that last part of the, the race today. Talk about his run this afternoon. Yeah, I was pretty happy to see Robbie run, but at the same time, I mean, if I could have got in front of him before Carl got up there, I might have been able to get away from him and uh, – but I was just too tight behind him, and I couldn't pass him. But uh, Carl got by us both. Uh, I thought Carl was going to win a race. I didn't want to wreck him, but I didn't mean to wreck him. But we was racing hard and uh, giving no quarters there at the end. Multiple grooves here. We've seen you hang it out to that outside wall many times. What was working for you today? Not a whole lot. You know, it was moving around. The top was supposed to be good yesterday. It was good. Uh, today it really didn't work. The car worked on the bottom all day, and that's where we had to run. You know, we definitely didn't have the best car, but... Uh, you know, we're just real proud of uh, Tony Sr. and uh, DEI and all the guys that build these cars. They built me a good car, and it's a lot of fun to race today. They'll be talking about this one for a while. When the dust settled, Dale Earnhardt Jr. in victory lane for the second time in 2006. He's won the Carfax 250 at Michigan. Our congratulations down to Dale Earnhardt Jr. as the celebration continues in Gatorade victory lane. Gatorade is the official sports beverage of the Michigan International Speedway. Let's go back to Pitt Road. Well, let's talk to Mark Martin, who came home fifth. Mark, tell us about your run today. Looked like it was kind of a seesaw deal for you, always in the top ten, fall back. We'd come up, talk about it. Yeah, our car was really good with our Pinzoil uh, Fusion there. And, uh, you know, Mike Beam and these guys uh, from the truck team did an awesome job. And uh, we had a good day, and we had a good qualifying. And, uh, uh, you know, we were looking really good there. If it would have gone green all the way to the end, uh, we were in second, and we were uh, creeping in on uh, Junior there. And then... On the restarts, uh, you know, our car would take a little while to really get good. It'd get really good, but it would take it, uh, you know, it'd take it a while to really come in. So uh, it didn't play out in our favor, but still it was a great run. Cautions didn't work in Mark's favor, but still a very good run today. Now let's go over to Steve Post. Matt Kenseth, fourth on the scoring pile on right now. Matt, strong run today. Tell us about it. Yeah, it was a good run uh, for AmeriQuest Fusion. We were um, real fast the first run, and then after that we kind of got off. We were too loose almost the whole race and uh, uh, finally got it pretty good for that, that end little charge. Just needed a few more laps of green. 
How much adjustments did you have to do to get it back to that quick speed at the end? We made a lot. You know, we just never could hit it. You know, the first run was the best we were. We ran uh, first and second up there with Kurt, but we started up there, and we were loose. And then we tried to tighten the car up, and they actually just got it looser. I just uh, had a hard time around other cars and uh, just took a, took a lot of work to uh, get it back decent. That's Matt Kenseth. See if we can get a word with uh, Casey Mears. Well, the pylon showing Casey Mears coming home in second. We'll have to see how it all sorts out. But first of all, tell us how you saw that last lap. You had a, you have a pretty good view of it. You know, the one thing I didn't see was if Carl got loose in front of the eight before that. Uh, you know, the eight definitely finished him off. I mean, Adele's a good friend of mine, and I think he'd say the same thing. You know, I mean, he, he, uh, I, don't, I couldn't see if the 60 got loose, but if he did, Dale sure didn't cut him any slack, you know, but... Uh, you know, it was a good race. I mean, we all ran up front around each other for a long time up there at the end. Um, you know, I hate it for those guys because both those guys were running good, and it kind of took a couple guys out there at the end. But, uh, you know, for us, I think we should be scored in second. Hopefully that's the way it's going to turn out, and we'll see how it goes. Tell us a little bit about your run, same car that you won with at Chicago. Yeah, we, uh, we had a little bit different right rear shock. We had a little bit different right rear shock that was uh, – that, that made it way too loose, and uh, I'm watching. Uh, I'm watching the big screen here with Carl and Dale getting into it. This is more fun. Yeah, we're wa- we're watching the next television screen where Carl Edwards went over and had a few words. I'm sure they're not inviting each other to dinner tonight uh, with Dale Earnhardt Jr. But one thing I can say is that uh, Carl doesn't care who you are. You know, he'll <laughs> he'll he'll state how he feels. So I I commend him for that. But uh, you know, all, each one of these guys are my friends. We're all out here racing hard and. You know, you make split-second decisions. Who's right and wrong, I don't know, but it was definitely a controversial finish. And a good day for Casey Mears as well. We've seen a lot of contact uh, in several races on those final laps, Joe, everywhere we've been this year, and, and that's what racing is all about. And as Dale Earnhardt Jr. said, uh, he felt like he checked up over there. Carl felt like he didn't check up, and both have different opinions. That's just the way it works. We're back at the Michigan International Speedway wrapping things up here after a controversial finish between Dale Earnhardt Jr. and uh, particularly Carl Edwards, but they'll get it all worked out. There's no question about that. Yeah, they uh, again, they talked in victory lane. Carl came over, spoke to Dale. They were both smiling when they first started talking, but by the time Carl left, he wasn't smiling any longer. Uh, and uh, he had a couple of uh, looked like heated words uh, for Junior as far as his interpretation of what happened. Again, all three drivers involved, Carl, Dale, and Robbie Gordon, have been called to the NASCAR truck along with their crew chiefs. NASCAR timing and scoring still reviewing the finish here, so we don't have an official finish. Hopefully we'll have that before we leave the air here today. But what we know, what we think right now, is that Dale Earnhardt Jr. won the Carfax 250. We'll find out shortly from Michigan International Speedway. This is MRN Radio, the voice of NASCAR. We're back at the Michigan International Speedway to wrap things up. We're Dale Earnhardt Jr. celebrating down in victory lane. Uh, unofficially, Casey Mears ran second, Robbie Gordon third, Matt Kenseth fourth, and Mark Martin fifth. NASCAR still reviewing the tapes and the scoring tapes here to uh, set the running order for us. So we'll talk a little bit about uh, tomorrow's race with Jeff Burton and Elliot Sadler starting on the front row in that one. Matt Kenseth and Ryan Newman back in row two, and Kevin Harvick and Greg Biffle are in row three, and the, the uh, Rest of the top ten, Casey Mears, Jimmy Johnson, Denny Hamlin, and Sterling Marlin. That's going to be a good one here tomorrow afternoon. Yeah, Elliott making his first start in a Dodge for uh, Ray Evernham. Uh, David Gilliland taking his seat in the M&M's Ford over at Robert Yates Racing. And first time out of the box, he qualifies in the 26th position. It'll be interesting to see what both those drivers do tomorrow. We mentioned also Todd Cleaver making his second start in the next Hill Cup Series. He'll start tomorrow back in the 38th position. And that uh, should be a good one. Again, we'll have live coverage tomorrow starting at uh, 1.30 Eastern Time. That's the GFS Marketplace 400. If uh, you are in the area, 
can make it down to join us. There are some tickets available, and you can still come down and check it out. If not, of course, we'll have it for you right here on the Motor Racing Network. Again, our coverage, 1.30 tomorrow for the GFS Marketplace 400. The NASCAR Nextel Cup Series is in Michigan, and Speed is your number one source for all late-breaking news, analysis, and insight. Watch the ultimate pre-race show, NASCAR Race Day, tomorrow at noon, Eastern Time, live from the track, and only on speed. So here's what they're showing us as the top ten positions. Dale Earnhardt Jr. with the victory, Casey Mears second, Robbie Gordon third, Matt Kenseth fourth, and Mark Martin fifth. Denny Hamlin finishes in sixth, Reed Sorensen seventh, Kevin Harvick eighth, J.J. Yaley ninth, and Jeff Burton finishing in the tenth position. And unfortunately, that's all we have as far as the finished positions. We'll have a complete rundown tomorrow on our pre-race show for our coverage of the GFS Marketplace 400. Again, and on the air at 1.30 Eastern Time tomorrow. Voices are heard on our broadcast today. Dave Moody and Mike Bagley in the turns. On pit road, it was Winston Kelly, Adam Alexander, and Steve Post. Our broadcast engineers, Thomas Cox and Todd Costello. Our satellite engineer, the good Dr. Mike Weaver. And our production assistants, Amanda Troutman and Frank Kersey. Now for Barney Hall, I'm Joe Moore. We congratulate Dale Earnhardt Jr., who won a wild one today. The Carfax 250. We'll talk to you tomorrow at 1.30 Eastern here on MRN. MRN Radio. Coverage of the Carfax 250 has come to you from Michigan International Speedway. Sponsored by Smooth Bush Beer and Easy Drinking Bush Light. Bush, the proud sponsor of the NASCAR Bush Series. 25 years running by Geico Auto Insurance. 15 minutes could save you 15% on car insurance. Call Geico at 1-800-947-AUTO or visit us at geico.com. By AutoZone. Get in the zone. AutoZone. By Sunoco Gasoline, the official fuel of NASCAR. By Craftsman. Craftsman tools are the official tools of NASCAR. Craftsman, available at Sears. By Team Tundra, tougher with every race. Toyota, moving forward. By Labor Ready, the nation's leader in temporary labor. By Tom Johnson's Camping Center, the race fan's choice for their RV needs. By Featherlight, the official trailer and coach of NASCAR. See them at FeatherlightUSA.com. By Mack Trucks and Incorporated. Two-way radio and race scanner communication provided by Racing Electronics. See Racing Electronics in the souvenir area at your next race or visit them at RacingElectronics.com. And by Castrol GTX. Stop sludge in its tracks with Castrol GTX. Today's broadcast was directed by Ryan Horn. The executive producer for MRN is Michael Storms. This broadcast has been a production of the Motor Racing Network. This week's MRN Classic Race has been brought to you by Hercules Tires.